Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Season 7, episode 43. Alex Packnadel and Declan Shalvey. Um, I've got my tea. I understand the chaps have gotten their tea as well. So it's time to introduce uh, my guests for today. Oh, look at this. Is that a black flag cup? Mug. Yes, it's for a coffee, though, and I don't drink coffee. Uh, 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 okay, fair enough. I, coffee and me, it's, uh, it's uh, my particular kryptonite. I cannot stand the smell. I can't, I can't do coffee at all. I don't mind coffee sweets, like sweets that are yeah, yeah. taste coffee. Yeah, it's fine, but actual coffee, no, get the hell out of here. I know. I know, it's so weird. We are civilized here. <laughs> um, hello there, Alex. Have you got your piece of hand? Oh, look at this. Yeah, um, oh, unbranded. Sorry. I feel like we should, we should cheers, but I'm worried I'll spill it all over my laptop. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we, I have history. Um, this is a relatively new laptop. This is about a month old now because I did uh, an interview with J.H. Williams III. It was it wrapped up at 11 o'clock because of the way his did time... Did require a old. new laptop? Um, yeah, it did. It very much did. Okay. Um, Just for the honor of talking to uh, to J.H. Williams III. <laughs> well, I had... A, I, I, was, I was getting into the, the mood of the thing and I had a pint of cider and I had it right next to the laptop and it was, right, oh, thank you very okay. much indeed, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed the stream. It's been an hour of a great chat. I'm now going to take my half a cider, cheers, put it down, and it went down all over the laptop and fried it. And it was just like, oh. And not only that, but it's on camera. It's on YouTube. <laughs> even better. It's even better. It's just so, so bad. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Lenny Sultana, and each and every Wednesday and Sunday, we talk yada, yada, yada. We talk comics, we talk comic cons, we talk um, interesting things with interesting people, of which I have two uh, joining us today. Um, we have ourselves. Oh, first yes, you are. Deal with it. I mean, this is, where, about my weight. this is where Alex struggles because Alex struggles with any kind of um, compliments or any kind of. Uh, he, he's a very modest chap, um, but no, he's a right. No. I I make up for that though. I balance it out. I, I'm fine <laughs> with I accept them, no problem. There was um there was a time because uh, a few years ago now. Um, Deck, uh, I, I went for dinner with Deck in in New York, uh, and there was a Marvel editor there. I think it was um Amy Reader was there as well, mm. and we we're kind of going around the table introducing ourselves, and um. You know, Deck was being very nice, and you know, there's a Marvel editor in the room, and I just went, "Oh, you know, introduce yourself." And I went, um, "Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm," and there was this sort of audible like ellipsis. I went, "I'm Alex," and Deck just started pissing himself laughing, and he just explained to this editor. He just turned around and went, "Sorry, just in case you're wondering, Alex, Alex was just Alex just had a brain fart there where he was worried that if he told you his surname, you'd think he was arrogant." What? Yeah, because I, 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 I knew Alex a little, and uh, I could just I could see the wheels turning uh, in his head. Plus, I mean, I've I've been there. I remember, um, uh, you know, there was a time where I was very uh, shy, and uh, I went to I remember the Bristol convention was the big convention in the UK, 
and I saw like uh, Duncan Figueredo and Sean Phillips, and um, I just didn't have the stones to talk to anybody. Um, it was all the small press people I talked to, but I remember because I think similarly, there's a you know a culturally with Irish and English, there's the you don't want to be seen to be an arsehole. Um and I could tell that that that's what Alex was going through was like oh, I don't want to come across like an arsehole. So I and I did and I did anyway. No, 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 you didn't. No, if anything, you came across as a deering, I think. Um, but the nice thing is, like, I don't need to worry. I'm long past <laughs> coming across as endearing. So I took I took that bullet for Alex. Well, I mean, I I love Alex's surname. I think it's, I mean, there was a thing on uh, Twitter today. Was it today or yesterday? And someone said, when was the last time you were bullied? And I turned around and said, okay, do you know my surname? I mean, it's Leonard Sultana. I got... Cr- shit piled on me from the word go um so yeah it, it was a fun and game shelby shelby's an irish name but it's not a, it's not a common irish name i didn't know anybody with my name growing up it's kind of not it's not really a name you can I remember what one time a, a guy in school was trying to come up with a nickname for me and it just there was nothing you can't really do anything with shelby you know no deck you're fucked but like, yeah. <laughs> there's too many declans though so in you know in, in ireland so that that i, I escaped that thankfully all oh, right okay so there's plenty of that in- school, oh, if on. i tell you my school nickname do you promise never to repeat it to the internet sure sure we're, we're, we'll keep it between ourselves absolutely yes yeah pot noodle pot noodle where did that even uh, okay Pack no. Dell, new. Okay, that's pretty that's, that's, good. That's, it's, it's not. It's, it's okay. not bad, is it? I mean, it sticks. That, yeah. That's a, that's an eight-year-old one. That's one. That's a real young that's, one. That's, but they're the good ones, you know. They're the ones that like they cut through. You know, if you're trying to come up with something now, you're gonna you're going to intellectualize it too much. You know, you're like, oh, but that doesn't quite work. You know, but but kids cut kids. They just cut through all that stuff. Um, I did when I was in school. I I my nickname for a little while was Spider Man because I had drawn a Spider Man comic in I, you know when I was showing to somebody in the school bus, but like somebody calling me Spider Man didn't bother me at all. You know, like yeah. oh, Spider Man. <laughs> I was like, thanks. There was one um, when my, when my parents moved up north. Um, I went up onto the moors. Like I had this sort of little digital SLR. And there are all these kids waiting up there, and like, because you know, pot noodle. I think there's like a modicum of creativity behind that. I mean, someone's clearly thought about that. And I just went up, and I had this, I had this thing around my neck, and there's this group of kids. And again, you know, talking about the wheels turning, I, there was a moment, and they just went, "All right, camera prick." <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm camera prick. What the hell? Look at something that you have on you, and then yeah, that's it. It's it's yeah. It's, isn't it in the first episode of the Inbetweeners? He's just called briefcase because he had a briefcase. <laughs> that's perfect. You don't need anything else. It doesn't really need to have anything to do with you. Just he had a briefcase. Oh, they're they're amazing because he can't really fight them. You know, he's like yeah. no, you know. No, so yeah, Len, right. Len uh, joining you this evening, you have Spider Man and Camera <laughs> <laughs> That is going. That's the clip right there. I'm banging that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, okay, I'll try and get through this then. Alex Pacnadel, writer of comics such as Arcadia and Turncoat for Boom. Remind me who Assassin's Creed Uprising was for. Was Titan. that for Titan? Uh, with oh. the lovely Dan Waters. Okay, and um, I've also, as the in my little intro example, Frendo. For uh, the sorry, the 
incomparable and staggering friendo for Vault Comics, which is just an astonishing, astonishing book. Um, there you go. That's me blowing smoke up your ass for a bit. Thank you very much indeed. Um, both of which, by the way, or all of those titles are in that cupboard, and I'm not able to reach them because it means tearing out all That's my comics. They they're, they're all in the, they're all, my comics are kind of hidden away because I live with my wife and I live with my father. So they can't really just be out. If you know, so they have to be kind of spirited away, as it were. Um, uh, Leonard, um, my my arse is very is, has a smoke def deficiency. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, in that case, um, <laughs> may I also introduce uh, master artist Declan Shelby, um, award-winning artist and um, um, creator of such uh, incredible works, uh, Moonlight. Um, uh, there's a book which I would like to also show, which is the art of Declan Shelby. But I've been reading it. It's upstairs. Uh, I've been reading it recently, so um, that, that's up there somewhere. But he's sorry, also the um, sorry. The point under is supposed to be looking at the art. Uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm going to stop making jokes. I'm being an awful prick. I listen. I am down for that. Um, okay. Uh, and also um, the creator of a great new uh, book, which we're going to be talking a little bit later, which is Bog Bodies, which uh, is yes, applause is definitely required because um, uh, it's a, that's also an amazing piece of work. Uh, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that you two are acquainted with each other. You've uh, met up at conventions um, throughout uh, the years. And, uh, I mean, can you remember the first time you kind of, your, your paths crossed? Um, not that long ago, really. Um, I think I'd know a lot of the British guys a long time from going to show, shows in the UK uh, for, like, the last 10 years. But say, Alex, uh, you came to Dublin. That's how I met you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was when it was when Turncoat dropped, and I, I, I um, uh, it was you, me, and Owen Marin. Uh, we all went out and had barbecue. Um, no, it was lovely. God, that, that was that was a, it was a few years ago, though, wasn't it? But um, a, few, a few years ago, yeah. I wouldn't know you as long as I know a lot of the other British guys. But uh, I mean, yeah. So you had already you already had like a lot of people I meet. Like I met like when I was in small press when they were in small press. But by the time I met you, you already had like a boom book out. Yeah, I was already massive. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, you were working in American publishing. Like it took me. Yeah, and... no, no, no. I was, oh, yeah, no. I just um, it was it was odd because I was really I was really intimidated by you when I met you. Um, <laughs> but you just no, no, no. But 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 you you just sort of do you remember you just sort of came into Forbidden Planet um, and just sort of grabbed me for dinner, and it was just really kind of disarming. Um, and like I'm always, you know, I'm 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 horribly kind of awkward anyway. Um, but it was just really kind of lovely and low key. Um, yeah, never forgot that. It was just really lovely and welcoming. So yeah, thank you. I'm I'm a hero. What can I say? Um, <laughs> I know it was it's always nice when people breeze through Dublin, you know. And um, you know, I don't get out much, so it's always nice to just kind of, especially in a non like we were saying, we we meet each other at conventions, but a non convention environment is. Is is kind of better sometimes because you actually get to have some the the performative element that happens yeah. sometimes at conventions is gone. So you can genuinely just like have a chat and you don't need to worry about you know a certain party happening or any of those kind of things. So um, yeah, they're always really nice. When it comes to kind of catching up with people at conventions or even at, like at signings or whatever, and you do have you meet up with fellow creatives, 
how much do you have to cut through the creative, the comics conversation before you can have a conversation about bands and favorite, you know, football teams and you know, non-comic stuff, you know, just kind of and have a, an actual bullshit conversation with somebody. I mean, how do you kind of find yourselves having to, okay, let's just stop for a second. Let's just have a conversation here. I don't know about Alex, but like I really like talking shop anyway. Oh, right, um, okay. You know, I, I quite enjoy it because um, it's the only thing I know how to do. So it's the only thing I have any kind of, I uh, <laughs> uh, wouldn't say authority on, but um, uh, anything that you could l- actually take anything I say seriously. Um, but uh, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it's different with every person. Some people you don't want to have a conversation with um well what i find as an artist that tough thing for me is like if it's somebody who i whose work i really like you want to ask them lots of type of nerdy art questions but you you know, don't know them well enough to ask that so you're trying to come up with bullshit to talk about uh, i remember that bit was being a problem earlier on but um um i uh, I, I don't know i'm i guess just with any conversation we're all nerds so you all find something to nerd out about yeah, we've got, I mean, we, just a quick reminder to everyone who's watching, like I say, um, I have put a message up on uh, Twitter. Yes, we are having the technical issue of not getting the uh, video up onto YouTube. So, but we are on all, all the other platforms. If you do want a question to the guys, do let us know. And we've got this comment from David Robertson. There's stuff to talk about other than comics. Um, well, at the apparently moment, so. apparently so, but at the moment, little. At the moment, there's too much to talk about. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean. If you, if you leave our borders and sort of look to the world and everything, it does get a little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> the conversation is uh, all over the place. Um, in terms of the lockdown, how how have you been with your lockdowns, uh, the pair of you? Because uh, when I've spoken to people on the show uh, over the last two months, uh, when you talk to comic creatives, it's a case of okay, you, I'm locked away in a room. I'm missing my friends and family. I'm just kind of um, like a mushroom, just kind of locked away from everyone. That's how I am anyway. So there's like no real mushroom. There's, there's no real change. <laughs> I mean, no, I, like, I, I, I miss that it's, mushroom. It's beautiful. I love it. But where did that come from? <laughs> I'm uh, trying to like just put them away to. It absolutely, yeah. moist, it absolutely works. Moist and I smell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is taking me back to my DJ stuff because yes, most <laughs> DJs do. But there we go. Um, well, my lockdown is about here. Oh, uh, ah, I yes. don't know what the hell I'm looking at. But um, uh, no, I'm fine. I'm actually about to break it. Um, in Ireland, uh, the restrictions have lifted um, a good bit, so you're allowed to meet people in groups of six, uh, and you're allowed to travel within the county um, as of Monday. So uh, I'm I'm going to be seeing a friend this evening, um, uh, like two of my friends. So that's actually I haven't I've realized I haven't seen a group of more than one person in months. So I'm actually kind of getting excited now. Um, <laughs> I'm sure be very anticlimactic. <laughs> but um, but um, to, to answer your question, um, yeah, it's been fine. I had like um, I noticed for Alex, but like I had two weeks where I didn't have a job, which was kind of. Um, uh, a little worrying because it hasn't happened to me in a long, long time. But I know it's happening to a to a lot of people right now since the yeah. the diamond shut down. But um, but then I got one, so I'm fine as long as I have something to work on. If I didn't have anything to work on, I'd go loopers. Um, but 
you know, I mean, I think I felt it after a month and a half. Even though I stay inside all the time, I, I punctuate every every three or so weeks by going out and going to the pub or or something. And after no, after none of that at all for a couple of months, I think it started to hit me around then. Or I, yeah. I don't know if it's like this for you, Alex, but when it happened, everybody was just kind of screaming into the void, and I made a decision to just block it out and just try keep making stuff and, and be productive. And it's very hard to kind of, um, you lose a lot of your enthusiasm to make stuff when everyone's just that kind was of gonna, screaming. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I made a point of like ignoring it all. And I think maybe two weeks ago, I realized when things started kind of coming back up again, like they have, that I was a little burnt out from trying to keep my, my spirits up. Mm. Fair enough. Alex? I mean, for yourself. Um, I mean, was it? I mean, when you spoke, when I've spoken to people, it's either been a case of it's been really difficult to find the motivation, uh, just to kind of to keep creative, or there's just been this. Oh, right, okay. I have this natural focus now. This focus that's been kind of put onto me, where I can just concentrate on this and something that's in front of me. I mean, what's it been like for you? Um. No, I, I, I mean, all right. I mean, in in all candor, uh, I think I was probably one of the grill people that Dex talking about. I mean, I'll just be upfront about it. Um, I was, I found it very difficult to get back on track. I mean, I, I'll, you know, I do it because I'm a professional, but I was, um, it was, yeah, I was. It was like sort of trying to work with a lathe on your back, you know. Um, because everything's on fire. Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, I've just about caught up with myself, I think. Um, and nobody's, you know, everything's going to come out when it's supposed to come out and everything's as far as I can tell good. Um, but I mean, I, it's funny, man. I mean, like, like some people seem to have a bit of a kind of mini creative renaissance as a result. Um, and others didn't. I mean, do, do you know what, though? The, the, the funny thing was, I mean, I kept, I mean, just, you know, arrogant, I suppose, but, you know, uh, I, I, th- I think I fell into that trap immediately of, you know, right, I have to I have to come up with something completely new that somehow rationalizes this and makes sense of all this, and, you know, it's going to kind of really speak to our moment. And, and I spoke to um, uh, Ram uh, in my studio, um, and he just said, no, leave it two years. So what do you mean? Is, you, we don't know what this means yet. Yeah, true, and and he's yeah. absolutely right. You know, yeah, I, I think, think that like I said, there's the pressure to like, well, this is the thing of our moment, and this we need to talk about this. But like, with any culture, like time to do something about nine eleven would have been the week after nine eleven. You know, everything changed. The world changed in so many ways, and you know, it's like why twenty four hour news sucks is because all you're doing is hearing the bad, and then when you get things in perspective, things make more sense and. You don't want to be making something about the the roof coming down. While the roof's coming down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, while yeah. the roof, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're what absolutely was, right. was, and, he, and he's absolutely right. What was in, uh, what did you get up to in terms of uh, that? You, know, you hear about the, okay, the lockdown goals, those things that you, um, okay, I'm going to take up yoga. Oh, I'll, I'll, that whole bread-making crap that kind of did the rounds. Um I mean, I kind of poured myself into doing the Hangouts and doing yeah. the, the podcast and, um, and organizing another project, which will be I'll be talking about at the end of the show, which is in July. Um, but 
just kind of focusing on that and also focusing on uh, the health of the people in the house. So there was there was something to focus on. Was there any hobbies or anything that you decided to kind of take on and do to occupy your time? Uh, Declan first. Oh, um, uh, no. 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 I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have nobody in my life to care for, nor neither not a child uh, or a significant other, and my mum's the other side of the country. Um, but uh, no, I mean, what I... I mean, I'm lucky. I don't. I like I said. Um, I can do whatever really. There, there, like, there's no one depending on me as such. So, um, I think I just I tried to pivot a little. I tried um, looking into. I, all of a sudden, for the first time in my career, Marvel work had paused, and creator owned wasn't quite an option in the same way because the infrastructure had kind of gotten all clogged up. So I started looking into. Um, uh, you know what the how feasible it would be to do something digitally. Um, I came up with. A, I decided to give myself a project. I would write and draw. So I kind of just I made more work for myself, even though none of it paid. Um, I just like I said before, if, if I had nothing to do, I'd go crazy. So I just my lifestyle was exactly the same, except I've been trying to get out more uh, in order to be a functioning human. But uh, but now then the virus kind of stopped that, so that was yeah. frustrating. Um, so I just I just piled work on basically like work as in stuff that didn't pay, but stuff that kept me occupied um, and kind of that kind of took me through. And, and now the things are kind of the trains are going back on the tracks to, for 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 me at least. Um, uh, I have all this kind of development stuff that I probably wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise, you know. Um, but uh, I didn't do anything getting, that was getting, good getting for the me. Jump, get, getting the jump on stuff was, uh, you know, I know a couple of people jump yeah. on stuff, and I think, I think it's, 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 it was it was a really good thing to do. It sounds it sounds. I mean, all things just you know, putting up in the fact that like the virus has killed so many people and all the bad things that it's done, of course. But like culturally, for the most part, everyone's had to adjust. And I think the, the if there's a silver lining, I think it's um, it's just kind of made a lot of people stop and take a breath. Because um, I was you, Alex, but like I was going 100 miles an hour, um, and have been for years. Um, it's not like me to, to 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 stop and like make, just kind of take stock and and uh, take a breather for a little while. Um, like I said, I kept myself busy, but I haven't been working at like 100. percent I've probably been working at like 75. Um, percent Scrubs is on is on four OD, so I've been watching a shitload of that. Um, and and I rewatched all of Parks and Rec and Community. I've, I've been making sure that I keep my spirits are are up, but I'm getting stuff done. Um, but I do think it's kind of, you know, everything I had planned to do for the next year and a half is now off, is not isn't really happening anymore, as far as I can tell. So I'm just trying to, you know, having to adjust. I think is probably good for for everyone for for the industry too. I think with all the stuff that's changing, I think this is going to happen anyway. It's just. With any industry, the, the 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 repercussions from from COVID, every industry is having to adjust. Same yeah. as you, you know, uh, like yeah, conventions clearly aren't a thing for you right now, so you have to adjust. Um, uh, and it's been interesting to see it see, see it all happen. Sorry, I started to ramble. No, 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 no it's, it, it's a funny thing because like because uh, Deck and I were both um, uh, at a at a retailer uh, summit called Comics Pro. In Portland, you're in one of the last humans I've seen in real life. Same here, right? <laughs> um, so you know, we, but we, but it, it's really funny because a lot of the chat, well, not funny, but um, not funny, ha ha, curious. But a lot of the changes that we were kind of discussing, bar you know, things that we thought were kind of coming around the pike, coming down the pike, 
industry-wise that we were sort of talking about at three o'clock in the morning, um, you know, as Deck just said, you know, they're kind of happening, but on a vastly accelerated timescale. All the things that we thought were going to happen like in the next three, four years are now happening in the next three, four months, Um, Mm. which is, and I mean, it's terrifying and it's sort of all breakneck, but it's weird. It seems to be that, you know, all the sort of tendencies that, all the sort of vulnerabilities and absolutely every, I mean, and I'm, and I'm not talking about comics, but, you know, uh, every sort of vulnerability and absolutely every supply chain on earth, I think, has been such sort of exposed for everybody to see. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a sort of scramble now, you know, there's going to be some sort of radically new configuration, whatever that is. I mean, I don't know what it is, what it's going to be, but um, it it's, but it's really bizarre because we were kind of talking about these things a few months ago as though they were kind of, you know, and they, they were still kind of spoke, you know, there was still urgency because it was, you know, oh, well, you know, we need to watch this because in the next three to four years, we anticipate these things are going to happen. And then all of a sudden it's right there. Yeah. It's bizarre. You know? Yeah. Because I mean, we were at comics pro, the, the big things were uh, 5g rumors, um, you know, the DC one and, and uh Dio had left DC over that weekend. And like yeah, those which are going to main... be the biggest thing that's going to happen in comics in 2020. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden everything changed, you know. So it, it's it's and it was interesting to be so into like in the in the in the weeds of the direct market right after the direct, just before the direct market had a real significant. Um, well, wobble isn't even the word. It was just absolutely completely stalled. Um, mm. Yeah, I remember I was thinking like, what was the point of going? <laughs> but um, but it was it's uh it, I, I was listening to to a podcast where um somebody was saying that basically things like these like uh these world events tend to be stress tests for every industry and you know comics was probably due that's well not due but like this it's a stress test for the industry and I think it's showing where some of the holes are and while I love the direct market and I'm you know um I my preferred way to read a comic is is a single issue you know twenty twenty two page book um. I think it's really good for the for the medium and the industry to diversify slightly into other areas, and it looks like that's what's happening. Which, you know, in the long run, will probably be a good thing. I don't know what's going to happen, or you know, it's down to comp. It's clearly going to be companies, <coughs> DC, um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. I mean, I was really curious to know what you. I mean, what your thoughts when number one when Diamond uh, shutted its doors. Because uh, for myself, it just seemed it happened so that decision happened so fast um, that it was almost it felt to me that they had almost had that in mind for a while. That it, there was something that if something like this happened, the fact that it was a decision that was made almost instantly, um, the fact that they were looking at the numbers of uh, the retailers and how they were going to pay their bills and the, the, the relationship with um, distribution. The fact that it happened that fast was, um, uh, I, uh, it was an interesting uh, dynamic, especially with the reaction that everyone gave as well, that everyone reacted as though, ah, right, okay, this is the, this will be the end of the monopoly then. Uh, this will be the, uh, the, uh, a new dynamic and that we'll see new distribution, uh, networks opening and everything just happened so fast. I mean, what was your reactions when, that happened, and also when DC uh, made their decisions uh, of in recent weeks. Alex, you know. Alex, 
You'll let me. Yeah, I'm going to let you have that one. What was your thoughts when um, when Diamond shut its doors? Um, to be honest, I thought it it was. Um, I mean, not not to kind of get into the long grass with it, but um, by all means, it, it seemed to me sort of fairly kind of, but but fairly sort of consistent with sort of just in time delivery in the era of high globalization. You know, I mean, Chinese factories went off like that. Uh, because there is a, just a big red button with all of these kind of supply chains that you can just press and everything kind of grinds to a halt. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, um, I suppose, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's the sort of the armadillo principle, isn't it? You know, you just kind of curl up into a ball and just sort of wait, wait the storm out. I mean, it, that seemed sensible to me. Um, it was funny, though, because, you know, once that happened, um, you, you know, I mean, without getting without getting into it, because, you know, I mean, I have, you know, I have friends all over the shop, but um, it was interesting to see, again, I mean, Dex sort of pointed it out earlier on, you know, you, you really see just how sort of interconnected that ecosystem really is. Um, because, you know, on one hand, you know, you've got sort of some people saying, well, you know, we should open this thing up immediately because, you know, people need to be paid. And then, but if if you do that too quickly, then other people don't get paid. And, you know, you start to realize that, you know, we really are, you know, we really are a kind of very delicate rainforest, I guess. Um, and if we don't sort of all sort of move together sort of with purpose as one, um, there's a sort of attendant risk that you'll sort of, you know, leave people behind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's, I mean, as with anything, I mean, like uh, the sort of the abiding sense I've had for the past four years is that it's been like watching Titans battle. You know, do, do you know what I mean? Just, just I'm just powerless. It, uh, and, yeah, and we're we're freelancers at the end of the day. Like we yeah, don't have yeah. any things. Um, you know, and 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 it's it's just a funny thing. But just just in general, just kind of just stand back and just sort of going, well, you know, okay, so Diamond is sort of adopting. You know, Diamond have to kind of entrench. But we do too, you know. We've we've got to kind of look after ourselves, and we've got to feed ourselves. And um, I mean, that's really just to sort of wait out the storm, really, um, hmm. and just hope that you sort of get through to the other side. But um, I mean, in terms of sort of DC, um, you know, I haven't I haven't done any work for DC, um, but I, you know, some of my best friends work for DC, <laughs> um, and I mean, I know that that there are sort of strong feelings on all sides. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, not to put you, and, and by the way, I mean, this extends to retailers as well. You know, sure. I'm not saying otherwise, but I mean, my primary concern is that my friends stay in work. Yeah. That's um, it. That's the sort of, when the shutdown happened, I mean, I, I was, ex I was suspected it was going to happen at some stage. Like somebody at a warehouse is going to get COVID and, it had all shut down, you know. I, I, I was, I was expecting it to happen, um, but I was pissed off because so many people that I know, you know, their jobs were just taken away like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then it happened to me, and I was very annoyed. <laughs> but um, I, uh, um, but what was I will say, I was getting pissed off with retailers personally, um, because anybody who tried to come up with a solution to the problem was just getting fucked out of it because it wasn't the solution that 
Now, I wouldn't say retail. I don't mean all retailers. Um, you know, some I think are more forward thinking. Some are more you know stuck in the past. Um, you know, but any any time somebody tried to come up with something which to me was like, okay, this will get people paid, so it's a good thing. Um, was was just getting shot down. And anything I used, to, I saw from like some some bigger retailers. A, a lot of it was putting your finger in in their ears, hoping it'll all go back and. I just don't think that's going like what I was saying before. The the industry has been diversifying slowly. Um, this is going to force to to probably to to diversify more fat more more quickly. But it's going to diversify either way, and it's just not going to go back. I mean, now now the way what happened with DC, it's definitely not going back to no. the way it was it was going to. Um, and I mean, I love retailers. I love comic shops. I don't want them to go away, but um, like. I think I was reading like it's more like we don't know if there's going to be a second wave. If there is, yeah. this could happen all over again, and I don't want us to be in this situation in six months' time. Um, uh, the the possibility of further disruption to me is more likely than it was before. It's already happened, so we need to kind of start. Like I, I was thinking, the reason I was thinking of doing something digitally was because so I can make something, I can write something, I can draw something, I can color it, I can letter it, whatever. So I can make a comic. There are people who will read it. The thing in the way is printers or our distributors. Like so, so the thing that like makes it happen is what's in the way. And the longer that it was closed down, the more likely someone was going to come up with an alternative. And I know a lot of retailers are worried about people being pushed to digital. But if there's no comics coming out at all, where are yeah. they going to go? You know, um, I'm trying sorry. to remember. It was um, it was the guys from Big Bang Comics, I believe. Um, that tried to come up with something uh, in terms of organizing the retailers together to, um, I think it was a case of putting out a number of codes, releasing the comics digitally, uh, which then you, they would also get a code, which you would then buy, you'd buy the code, you'd get the comic digitally, but then you would also get the physical copy when yeah, um, it stores well, up. To and, clarify, and, it, wasn't, it wasn't Big Bang, it was... Um, sorry. It was Comics Hub. Um, it's a Stu Colson, I think, um, in New Zealand. It was his company, yeah. but uh, but I've been talking to John about it as well because oh, John right. was trying to help behind the scenes. That was that and, was that was. I thought it was those two. That was. I thought it was those two that were coming together to try and organize. Uh, it. No, it was it was Stu's. It's Stu's company, but I think but John's a big proponent of Comics Hub because I know it's. It, there you go. I know his shop in particular done quite well from it. Like yeah. I I use it. Um, on my pull list with the Big Bang, for example, um, yeah. but uh, like I, like I don't. A lot of retailers didn't like that 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 solution, and maybe it wasn't a solution. Maybe it just wouldn't work. But the level of disdain towards something, which for me was, okay, so you pay for something now and you get it later. That's everything now. You know how many you pre-order films, you you buy books before you get them. If this was a way to get money flowing, so people can get paid, so retail like, you know. The, the retailers get paid, Diamond get paid, the publishers get paid, the freelancers get paid. Like, if keeping money moving for me was seemed to be the priority, and again, if it was a you know maybe it was a terrible terrible idea, but I I personally was getting pissed off with how trying to come up with something that could help was just the worst possible thing you can you could suggest. Yeah, I mean the, the I reason why. Like, oh, go on. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, <laughs> very, well, very, very um, quickly. Very quickly. Then I'll just say. I mean, the thing that pissed me off was the fact that that idea got suggested, uh, and within forty-eight hours, it got shut down. Well, the retailers. That's what. Just, that's what. That's what it's me it off. was the retailer reaction that did that. They got. We got yep. such a a 
a and I was looking at some of the boards, horrible. Like again, e- even if it was a bad idea, fine. But like just the idea, it was, just, the, it was totally entrenched. It was, it was awful. Bit, so they just, you know, the, yeah. it, it lost all support. Um, and I think now again, I'm not saying it would have worked, but I, I think it, it, it an idea. would have been worth the conversation to try and figure something out. Who knows? Maybe, maybe DC wouldn't be doing right what they're doing right now if that was an option. They probably would be though. But I mean. Who knows? Yeah. Go on, Alex. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I always find it sort of helpful in those situations. I mean, this sounds sort of vaguely stalkerish, but it's it's all on a, you know, it's 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 all on sort of social media and everything. But um, around about that time, I mean, my my sort of abiding memory of that period, of that sort of, um, you know, in, in the immediate aftermath of that sort of 48 hours. I mean, as I said, you know, I mean, it's at the end of the day, I just want to keep working. Um uh, I don't sort of understand the sort of behind the scenes sort of uh, logistics, uh, but it was interesting listening to letterers. I always think it, it, it's um, if you want to get the pulse of the industry, I think at any point. I mean, Deck. I mean, if you disagree, jump in. But I always find it's very, it's very, it's very illuminating uh, listening to letterers because they need more work and more regular work than the rest of us. Um, and you know, they need, you know, I mean, I, I can't put my, you know, I can't put a number on it, but you know, they'll need sort of two or three titles a month to keep their heads above water. Um, and around about that time, you know, a lot of them were kind of saying, well, look, we just, we just need work. We just need work. Um, and I could sort of, you could, you could just see, I mean, I know solutions have been found sort of in the interim, but I think if that had been allowed to kind of continue, I could just imagine, you know, it was sort of getting restive at the bottom, you know, there was sort of mutiny in the air and i could just sort of see that sort of rising up you know until eventually it would sort of start hitting you know various other sort of strata um so i'm I'm, you know i'm glad a solution was found but yeah i mean that was that was a fraught couple of weeks man that was really unpleasant yeah yeah for everyone for for retailers as well you know yeah i don't i don't listen to letters um and uh well i mean you know i i i think it hurts like I think artists had kind of a better time out of it because they were able to switch and do commissions. Yeah, you know, uh, like I feel bad at the moment. I feel bad for for writers because, Thanks, um, no problem. Um, because um, I think because of the money problems with different companies right now, um, you know, writers need to make money. Like I, I'm doing a creator own book and I'm going to be paying the artist to draw it so that's fine and i can afford that because i've you know i make uh, money doing uh, drawing comics so that's great but if i didn't have that resource um i'd be in a bind because nobody can do so people need some money to get by right now so if you're a writer you can find such a unique company to especially for creator owned you're going to need them to pay you and if they pay you then you I, i'm worried everyone's going to jump in and take a lot of creator owned deals that aren't very good right now because, yeah. because of companies that are paying, um, uh, and I can't blame them for doing it because they need to make you know they need to make money. There's no side gigs for writers, you know, um, uh, colorists, you know, that they you know of course they need the work, but like colorists generally will do work for hire and work that's creator owned and have it balanced. So I think maybe they they wouldn't have been hit as hard, whereas letterers are probably all in um, more so on like. Um, Doing seven seven work for hire books, so maybe it was tougher for them. Um, artists had commissions, but I think writers were 
kind of boned. Um, and I think we're gonna. I think it's gonna be a weird six months for mm. for for writers anyway. I, I mean, yeah, I'm I, mean really... I, was, I was thinking of supplementing my income by being a living statue in the town square. You know, <laughs> going back. I have to go back to mime. Um. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can. I have actually seen you at the, uh, um, resting by the side of a bar with a pint, totally still. So yeah, I, I, I can. I can. I can see that. I was sleeping. Uh, Uh, I mean, something, I mean, I think it's starting to become a running joke on this show when I talk about um, the creativity of uh, anybody in the industry um, over the last two months in that I personally feel that we're going to see a lot of COVID babies. We're going to see a lot of um, creativity that's come from the period of time where people have had this moment of pause and this moment of focus. Uh, I mean, in terms of what you've been up to, I mean, I know that Declan, you've been, You've been pushing bog babies, um, uh, bog, bog bodies. It's okay. Bog bodies. I, I keep saying I, babies. I, well, I have no idea well, why. When I, when, when I type bog bodies, it comes up as uh, big bodies, um, big biddies. Uh, I, I always have to read it again just in case because the uh, the eyes and nose are too close. Um, uh, well, yeah, those, I, are magazines push- you f- those are magazines you find <laughs> in forests, mate. <laughs> and then you got to put them back for the next guy. Of yeah. course. It's the evolution but, uh, of life. Well, it has, I was that going, was the way it happens. <laughs> I, I was going full forward with the promo on Bog Bodies. Um, yeah. But then the, 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 when the shutdown happened, it was like the week before it was supposed to come out, something yeah. like that. So that was scrapped. And I had no idea, no answers from anybody about when it was actually coming out. And then I did get a date, and then I changed all my promo. I started going all again, and then I was told the week later it was going to be a week late. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I had to go back and change everything. Like, it was it was nuts. But, um, but, but I mean, um, weirdly, I think it's done better. Apparently, the orders went up over the oh, right, shutdown okay. period. I think maybe because I had more time to talk about something that was about to come out. Um, uh, so weird, and and I think it was one of the first books to come out because it had already been printed. It had been printed, and the shutdown happened, so the book was already done, you know. Um, but it, oh, excuse me, sorry, but it's 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 hard to say how how it'll affect it. But um, but I I I've, I don't know, I've been getting lots of like great feedback for the last couple of weeks, so I'm 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 chuffed. Absolutely, I mean we've got it up on the, the screen at the moment, and it. I mean, I know when I I emailed you. Uh, about the, this uh, coming on and saying that um, I've, as a first issue or as a first volume, I think it's just an incredible story um, to go on. And you instantly email back saying it's a, it's a graphic novel. It's one and done. And But the characters and the, the world you've created in this, there's more. It feels like there's more to it. There's, it can't, there's loads of characters where you can just keep going and just fi- uh, find out more uh, about them. And I think it's just I think that's where I was uh, coming from because it's just no, that's a that's a good that's a great compliment to get uh thanks man um uh, i should say that the pages are saying are uh, are illustrated by gavin fullerton and colored by rebecca nalty and the letters are by uh, clayton coles but um uh yeah i mean i i did a book previously it's called savage town which kind of the idea for that was that it'd be quite bigger and it could go on longer and it did well but not well yeah. enough to, to spawn sequels and um, with this it was just more of a singular idea that i wanted to 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 put out there and um and i also do like done in one stories like I, there was a, a while ago where i was going to comic book shops and i was like oh this looks good and i see there's like seven a lot of the vertigo books you know there's seven volumes i'm like oh 
God, I just want to read a story. You know, I don't want to. I'm not. I don't want to sign up for uh, for you know summer camp or anything. But um, uh, but yeah, no, I I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I I I'm. I have nothing to say unless you have a question. <laughs> I, <just> <laughs> I mean, is is there any kind of uh, ideas percolating in the back of your head for maybe a second volume or carrying on a couple of the characters? Uh, no. No, it, okay. it, it's 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 definitely just the the story that it is. That was always the plan. Um, uh, I do. I am talking to an artist about doing something in the same vein. Like for so, um, Savage Town um, is pretty much set in the same world as this as this book. Um, so if you like this, I'd recommend going back and reading Savage Town. It's a crime a crime book set in uh, Limerick City. Um, like probably about ten years before Bog Bodies, but uh, I quite like playing in that kind of sandbox of Irish crime and getting to write those types of characters. Um, I just, I think, what I think I decided I'd like to do, if possible, is do a is do a criminal do, and just like do a story, you know, a criminal story, and then they're they're all kind of connected somehow, but they're all totally different stories. Yeah. So I have an idea that I'm talking to an artist about at the moment, but um, for being honest, it just it just, it just depends on how Bog Bodies does. Uh, Savage Town was a big risk; it paid off just about. Um, if Bog Bodies does well, then that means I think this is something I can, I can afford to keep doing those type of books. But um, uh, it's just, it's a lot of money and time uh, on my end, and uh, at this stage, you just need to know if I can afford to keep doing those type of books. You know, fair enough. I mean, we've got can comments. I just, can Come, I just oh. jump in at this point, just just really quickly, like um, uh. Uh, Deck De De showed me uh, the, uh, some of the process stuff for this. Um, was it about a year ago? I'd say so. Yeah, I was, I was um, going to say how long the lead up was on this. But um, yeah, sorry, go on, Alex. No, I, I, I was just going to say. I mean, look. I mean, you know. I mean, Deck doesn't need any kind of moral or or, or moral support or otherwise uh, for, for, from the likes of me. But um, I mean, I said to him at the time, you know the. And by the way, I don't mean this in a sort of derivative sense, but the I got that same sort of David Lapham tingle. Um, I'll take from, that, man. Thanks. No, no, no. Like it's um, it's just the, I, I love I love crime stuff when it's otherworldly. Um, when there's just a, there's a, there's almost a sort of just a weird just 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 sort of slight dusting of like magical realism where mm. it it just feels like it's just you know sort of several degrees off normal yeah. um and this one just delivers in spades man like it's it's um it's it, yeah it's 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 got like there, there's a there's a toe of this thing that isn't quite sort of in our reality and like i absolutely love that i, I just think it's a fantastic piece of work whereas Thanks, i man. went i went um greg rucker and Stumptown. i went in right. that direction that, that's that that's was... i mean i love i love all that stuff which is like you know, you want to make the books that you love to read. You know, sure. you want to you want to be the type of person that does the stuff that you really you really love. And um, you know, criminals, stray bullets. Um, like uh, what I love. What I think I don't know if you get this, Alex, but if people compare the thing you did to something that you like, you're like, okay, good. It's <laughs> not just saying it's as good as that, but like, it's in that vein because that's what I was yeah. hoping. You know, because you know you you know yourself, you can write something, but by the time it's drawn and lettered and read, you have no idea how it's going to be interpreted because things can change. And um, I just, I'm just really glad that it's, you know, I made the thing that I wanted to make, um, with like, and like, a big part of that is choosing the people that you decide to 
to do it with, you know. Uh, and Gavin nailed it, and Rebecca nailed it. I'm just really glad um, uh, it is what it is. Um, the, the only problem is that those, you know, it, it drives me crazy that crime is huge in other in other medium like documentaries, um, novels, fiction, uh, you know, TV series, film. Crime is huge, but in comics, it really seems to struggle. Like everybody loves Stray Bullets, but it's not the top selling book. Um, I think Criminal is the one crime book that seems to kind of, yeah. you know, be lauded and do well. Um, and you know, it's the smart move isn't to do a crime book, I would say, but it's the book I wanted to do. So uh, I think that's the problem. Is that I just wish that I wish people supported the those books. Like they're lauded all the time. Everyone seems to really, if they read them, love them. But um, uh, but like most of the great superhero writers of the last 10, 15 years were all crime writers. Bendis, Rucka, um, uh, who else? Who are, uh, Brubaker, you know? Um, uh, I wish people would, like, go and read the other books, not just the superhero stuff. But uh, what are you going to do? I don't it's, know it's what funny, it is. I mean, there's a broader story. Well, I, it's, I, I don't know what it is over the course of lockdown. Um, I've been going off my superhero stuff. I've not been getting into the fantastical. So on Netflix, I've been – I mean, you were talking earlier about what you've been – uh, watching deck that you've been trying to keep it very buoyant and very positive. I've been watching the like um, Tiger King, which if you really, I mean, enough of the memes, it's really grim and nasty and gritty in places. Don't fuck with cats. And I've watched the Jeffrey Epstein thing this week. Uh, and I've been, um, like I said, rereading um, um, Stumptown. I've been and reading. Uh, bog bodies i've been getting into kind of the the, the more the stuff under the nails kind of i don't know mm. if that's uh, i don't know what that tells says about me uh throughout the course of lockdown but i think you know in a way it's, kind of, it's going back to source right i mean um i mean that was all i was going to say really i'm I mean, just sort of um it, 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 i think you know i mean deck you know you mentioned rucker bendis brubaker i mean what I was talking about that with the guy, you know, the whole, um, you know, going right back to kind of Marvel Knights, I guess. Um, the, it, 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 some, you know, sometimes it's sort of difficult to sort of, you know, the, 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 the to sort of obscure the trace, but really a lot of sort of crime tropes and crime beats got imported into the sort of superhero genre sort of in the late nineties, early two thousands and re rejuvenated the whole thing. You know, mm. Ben, I, I mean, I, do you remember, do you remember superhero dialogue sort of before Bendis, you know, you realize just what an, what an incredible impact he had, you know, this is a guy who basically said, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take that kind of, you know, you can't call what David Mamet does realism because real people don't talk like that. Real people aren't that smart, but it's naturalistic. It's, it's, um, it's a version of realism, right? Mm. Um, and he will, I'll just apply that to superheroes. And like all of a sudden, you know, you've got, you know, you've got sort of Spider-Woman talking about, you know, picking up chewing gum, you know, from under a desk and stuff, which just wouldn't happen before, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're, we're still sort of in the aftermath of that, but that's all that, that's very much kind of, you know, taking that sort of, um, but, but taking that sort of hard boiled, sort of you know that, that sort of hardball crime dialogue and just sort of folding mm. it into superheroes to make it that much more naturalistic you know moon knight what warren did with moon knight um in, in the way that is the dialogue and the way that those stories flowed yeah i i, I see those kind of crime noir stories uh being folded it, that's how 
I read the the, the dialogue of those. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, there's, I think there's a huge, clearly a huge crossover. Uh, I just, yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I just wish, I wish those books had more of an. I wish Stray Bullets was the biggest selling comic there was. Like, how many other books have gone on as long as that? Sure. I was consistently amazing, you know. Um, but you know, the problem is quality and quantity success don't necessarily go hand in hand and i mean you've got a couple of comments coming in uh sean thomas i'm loving the bog Waddy's color palette very nice indeed oh, thanks man uh aaron neighbors it's, digging... it's i don't want to take compliment first <laughs> uh, digging the layouts it's aaron neighbors uh sean thomas yeah i got a stray vi bullets vibe too uh from the uh the pages that we show showed and sean thomas is saying kill or be killed was a favorite title from the last two years yeah it's fantastic yeah uh for yourself alex then i mean i've I fully expected to see some live streams from the White Noise Gang, frankly, uh, over the course of this. I expected you guys to come together and because, I mean, we've been talking about um, the, the, the influx of uh, content. And even before lockdown, it was a case of there was all the streaming services. The moment lockdown happened, even YouTube, it was just like the amount of podcasts and live streams. I, I've contributed to it as well. I've thrown my my crap into the stream as well. Um, the, but just all of this um, content Love coming you. out. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I, I mean, I really did expect um, something from White Noise as well, because I thought you guys coming together as a live stream, so like extolling your virtues and uh, sp spreading the good word. I, I expected something from you guys uh, out there on online. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would have watched it. I would have watched it. Now you, geez. now we tell um, you. <laughs> no, no, like initially, right? I, I, so I put the feelers out for a podcast, um, and people were quite enthusiastic. And then I sort of demurred because a lot of uh, I started seeing a lot of things cropping up on my socials um, where people were kind of go, "Please don't do a podcast during this. Please don't do us. Please don't do another podcast." So I thought thought better of it, but. Um, I had a, I had a chat with um with um I had a chat with guys about it the other day, and because they're all to a man contrarians, uh we we thought we'd do it, but it just wouldn't be about comics. <laughs> yeah, we we just get together and just be proper pricks and just talk yeah. about you know it'd be like a reading club, but you know we do it about Paul Oster or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, no, but. I don't know. It's 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 a funny one, you know, because um, I know, and also like, I mean, I wouldn't do a, a filmed one because, like, I mean, I can't compete with Ram's hair. <laughs> yeah, you need a do? special hair can. Yeah. I'll just stroke this bum fluff and kind of <laughs> yeah. put the cap back on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, um, I think. If, if I, like to to be straight up about it, I think the problem with not well, the problem, it's not a problem at all. Like you guys are all well able to talk, but at the same time, um, I think you 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 straddle a fine line between being a group and not a brand. You mm. know, like I feel like you get a white noise book because you know the caliber of the guys who are doing the book, but it's not yeah. like you all do the exact same thing. And I don't know. I think you guys have really benefited from from galvanizing together. But it's not like you know, you guys need everything. Doesn't need to be white noise. Uh, 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 a Ram book it can is can be something different to uh, 
to an Alex book or or what have you. And um, also, like you know, I've had conversations with you guys, and I don't th- I don't know how much of that you'd want to be online. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I mean, it, it, we did have early. It, it, do, do, you, do you want me to talk about this? I mean, I'm happy to pivot. Yeah, go for but, it. Um, uh, we did have early discussions, you know, um, about that. And I mean, I was, I was sort of all in favour of, you know, because it's just me. Um, right? Yeah. Let's make it a company and let's all get married. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much straight off the bat. Just, just how I am. Um, I'm, you know. Uh, I, I, I fall in love very quickly. Um, and, uh, but, you know, um, Ram and Ryan in particular um, were a lot more sort of leery of sort of jumping in with both feet because, you know, they rightly said, you know, if, if we, we're, we're obviously not the Beatles, right? But there's the no, danger, that you know, yeah, no, but, no, but do, do you know what I mean? Like, but but there, there's a danger that if you become too sort of tightly intertwined, and if you tour together, as it were, um, you'll end up hating each other. So if we if we made it a thing, um, then you know you're 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 up in each other's lives in all sorts of interesting and potentially problematic ways. So we sort of decided that it would it would be a sort of arm's length thing instead. So it's more, you know, we're going to have things like, you know. Do you, do you mean if, if uh, Ryan started, like, having an affair with one of your wives? Because like, uh, I, I can see that being a problem. He's pretty handsome. <laughs> Who's going to say no to that, causing all kinds of uh, ricochets? I mean... I've got too far, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> and now he's got a Mr. Brightside all playing in his head right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's helped you guys an awful lot because you're all starting out from a similar place. I think. I think. My, my, I mean, to be to be fair, like I think my mum fancies Ryan more than <laughs> my wife. Uh, well, there you go. And there's another <laughs> mental image. There's, you didn't need. there's your in, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, but you know, you know, there's famous stories about people who got into, well, for lack of a better term, got into bed with each other, and um, and then there was problems. Um, what well, you know, but I think you guys did a great job of uh, having a not creating a brand, but having an identity in which um, you know quality was associated with. And all the books that you've all done have kind of hit that mark. Like, oh, I know if any of you four guys do a book, it's going to be of a level of quality, which, and also you don't have the same, you know, no one of you has the same amount of productivity. So you all kind of benefit from it. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely think, I don't think, um, I, I, you know, I see you guys as a unit, but but as clear as very different people at the same time. Um, it, it's so a, I, it, I think it, it, I've asked, I've been asked to sort of define it before and really like it's nothing more than a layer of editorial really mm-hmm. i mean that's just it, it's it, it, so it's always so you know what is it is it a company and you know we had sort I of see, you know, i seem like, to remember asking these questions on a panel yeah no like like so there's a there's a hollywood guy who was just kind of saying you know are you are, are you gonna sort of you know be an l an l an llc or something um and but really it's just you know we show each other our shit and so before it gets out into the world sorry to to interrupt you the thing with it is that people are asking the question like so Mm. it's already done its job by making you guys like so when you all started out say producing more work about three years ago 
um, you know, that was it. May it? I, I will say. I'll say this. It's definitely like all you guys has helped you all stand out more than any other writer I know that was coming up at the same time, because they're all just in their own, just trying to do their own thing. But just by having a a a brand as as such made it a conversation, and the fact that like this LA guy is asking if it's like you're creating conversation about what you're doing without having even done anything. It's yeah, it's pretty smart. I mean, I was I was really curious because I mean that panel that you did with me about white noise at um um it was london film comic i believe uh, no it was mcm sorry um, in london and you'd also just come from a, a, a diamond uh, event where you'd come out to present white noise to the industry i mean what were the kind of convers was were those the kind of questions that you were being asked by people once you'd gotten off the the podium it was okay so what are your plans with this uh, what are you wanting to create a company? Would you were you finding that you were having to explain yourself twice? Not really. I mean, but it, it, it's that there's stuff that's um, amusing. So um, we'll we'll hear stuff about ourselves secondhand, good and bad. By the way, you know, I mean, it's as ever. You know, I mean, there are some haters, um, but the one that really tickled us. <laughs> <laughs> the, one that, the one that really the one that really tickled us was um and uh uh i mean it, when next time you get sort of uh ram or dan on you know get them sort of uh, uh corroborate this but i mean i got it sort of third hand but uh like the guys were kind of chuckling because apparently they'd heard a rumor when we we're at comics pro that you know someone had kind of come up to them and said have you heard about this publisher white noise you know what what's that about uh um yeah that was we thought that was pretty funny um but it's 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 odd, you know, because you know the cooler heads in the group, and I am not one of them. Uh, but they all said, no, no, let's, you know, we'll we'll, we'll sort of keep it, we'll keep it as nebulous and sort of amorphous as we can. Um, and you know that way we're not sort of coming out, you know, jazz hands, uh, because nothing. To be honest, I mean, I mean, I, I was sort of defer to the other guy, you know, I. I I flatter myself that I make good work, but I defer to the other guys in terms of decisions regarding the group because I'm just not very good at that sort of stuff. Um, like I said, you know, I fall in love very quickly and I'll tend to, I'll give someone my house keys if they ask me nicely. Um, so, you know, they're, they're the ones who are usually sort of cautioning restraint and it tends to work out pretty well because, I mean, I mean, not to be cynical, but in a weird way, it sort of generates an, an air of mystery, I guess. Um, in the sense that people never really know what they're talking about when they talk about it. <laughs> You've got this thing that kind of needs, it can be anything you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I know I remember somebody asking me if, um, do creators need like a hook or a gimmick in order to kind of make a name for themselves? And the question was asked for me in regards of like art cred, just something I've been talking a lot about. Uh, don't need to get into it, but um, I've been talking about a lot of, about it, it, was, it was something I was going to bring up, so <laughs> go for it. Okay. Um, but um, but when they were asking the question, it's like, oh, do you think that's a gimmick? And they're like, no, I don't think you know it's a it's a gimmick, but it's definitely something else that people know like you for. And I remember making feeling very uncomfortable about that about that because it wasn't supposed to be that. And I see a lot of younger creators jumping a lot of on a lot of bandwagons or hashtagging shit or or putting the brand in front of the creative 
And I think that's something like from talking to all the white noise guys that I know that's not something you guys want to do. You don't, you want the creative to be the driving force of everything. Um, Wait, do you know what? It's I, funny. I, so I, I, I kind of, oh, sorry. No, go on. No, I was just going to say that. Uh, uh, you know, um, just because I think it is sort of pertinent, right? I mean, when I started all of this, right, um, I, I had a chat with, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but it's nothing, you know, it's nothing, nothing incriminating. But, um, you know, um, Simon Spurrier, um, uh, you know, he was one of the first people to sort of give me the time of day after I'd got my deal. And, you know, we were sort of down the pub and he was sort of, you know, setting out the sort of the, 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 the lie of the land, as it were. And he just said, look, you know, you're going to have to make a decision quite quickly um, about whether you stand in front of the work or behind the work. Um, and they're both equally valid, right? Um, and I, try, I, I sort of went away and sort of had to think about it. I said, well, you know, what does he mean? And, you know, there are, there are very credible people who put themselves in front of the work, right? Uh, Grant Morrison himself in front of the work right to get to his work you he's part of his he's part of his body of work you know um yeah i think maybe uh chip is a good example at the moment you know like there's there's creators who i, I remember talking about long sorry don't we talk over you alex um no no not at all I talk, maybe you. It's just... um it was uh, i remember talking to um uh, someone i knew before going uh you know i don't want to have a persona and i think i remember um, what was what I was saying, but like I remember, remember feeling like Warren kind of had a persona, you know. Um, and I, I mean, like ten years, I didn't even know Warren at the time. But um, there are definitely creators who um, have a persona, and as a, as an artist, it kind of it sucks and it's great because you can kind of build yourself off the back of that persona. Like I kind of have a Warren, um, but then we hit an age where everybody is a persona because of social media. So you could you can just be behind the work and. But the, but but those those bigger personas, I think, drown out the the artists that they're working with. So you could be an artist that works with Chip Sarsky, and nobody knows who the hell you are because everyone just loves yeah. Chip so much. You know, and uh, there's there's downsides to working with somebody who's like that. But I feel that we all have a person. You know, I'm not aware of what my persona is, but I I I know how I would like to come across online. I don't know if it matches um, the godlike status that I that I would imagine, but um. I think we all. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, you can, you, I mean, you mentioned Cy Spurrier there. I mean, I think he's got a very similar problem at the moment um, in that when people talk about um, Once and Future, it's a Cy Spurrier book. And I mean, it was something I was going to be bringing up is the, the whole it's business. Kieran Gillen of, book, though. Kieran, Kieran oh, sorry, Kieran Gillen book. Sorry, other way around. Sorry. Yeah, Kieran Gillen book. Um, well, like, even with Cy Spurrier with um, The Dreaming, I mean, people seem to think of it just as like is it's Cy Spurrier's book and it's it's absolutely not um but likewise it's, it's okay. very much Bill Kazavely's book absolutely absolutely I mean yeah yeah uh, I mean Bilkis doesn't stand in like look I, I actually I, I haven't talked to Cy in a while but I I wonder uh, what he would think I think Cy stands in front of his work a lot more than he used to um I don't know if that's conscious on his part um but I don't I don't think he did as much earlier in his career but I think it certainly helped him uh, it later in, in his career. Not it's kind of maybe bad for us to talk about it as somebody else. We, we all know him and screw him. But um, <laughs> it, uh, you know, but being at attached to the game and uh, you know uh, and all the like you know Coda and um, all the great stuff he's been um, he's been doing. Like I think I I feel that most creators now need to stand in front of the work because there's too many who are, and if you stand behind it all the time, then no one's gonna. No one's going to know. No one's going to know that you're around. 
it's a funny one because I mean I remember I had, I had a chat um, with uh, someone uh, in, in Portland about this, um, and, it, and it's interesting. You know, I, mean, it, it, I think it's different if you're established, um, but th there is certainly an element of it. And I mean, I'm certainly you know I'm as you can tell, you know, I'm not particularly kind of comfortable with it, but. Um, but you know, the, I, I went out for dinner with someone and saying, "Oh no, you you know, you don't need a social media presence at all." Well, really? Well, yeah, yeah, you don't need a social media presence at all. You know, look look at look at Ennis, look at BKV. Yeah, um, that's very. That's, you know, that they stand very behind the time. work, but exactly, and I, they can afford I, I think, to. Yeah, they, they 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 got in under the wire, um, and I think yeah, but you know, I think if if you're still if you're still building something, yeah, you kind of have to. And to sort of prepare a face to meet the faces that you meet, and yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've certainly balls it up in the past. Um, and we know, all have, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is an interesting one, isn't it? That you, that, that you, you know, that you. Well, I, I find anyway that that, that that I think you're right, Dave. That, that you have to sort of you have to sell yourself as well as the work now, which is. It's not what any of us, I think, would choose to do in an ideal world. But we don't live in an yeah, ideal yeah, I'm world. Not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's the way it should be, um, mm. but I just feel that, like, you know, like, say, Bilkis is an amazing talent, mm. um, but I'm sure, as great as she's doing, I'm sure she could be doing much better if she if she carnival barkered a little, you know, like like yeah. like say I would I would do, um, but she is so talented, she she she'll be fine. Um, the rest of us who aren't as talented. Need to compensate somehow, you know, um, and yeah, I'm not saying it's something that we like we should do because it's the right thing to do. Just in the market, where we are, it's a very busy market with a lot of incredibly talented people churning out a lot of great work. Like, there's a lot of great work out there, and yeah. if you if you're not letting people know, look, I'll say I actually have to go because uh, my lift is down. No, absolutely, I'll say this. Um, I did a poll on Twitter um, recently. Because I was feeling like a bit of a twat for constantly shilling bog bodies all the time, you know. I'm just doing it all the time. I I didn't do. I did a bit a bit with Savage Town, and I I think I could have done better. So with bog bodies, I just said, look, I'm just going to shamelessly plug this fucking thing because I want people to read it. Um, it's not for my ego, you know. Um, but I did. Yeah, I did a poll on Twitter saying like, um, hey, uh, I've got this book coming out. Um, what is your reaction when you see a bog bodies um tweet? Is it, I think the options were oh great I can't wait for the book, um oh not this again I roll, um, uh, and I think uh, another one was like what the hell is bog bodies you know and the option were clearly nobody cared everyone was like oh yeah, cool. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm sure Alex will 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 be with me on this and that I was always worried that everyone's just like oh for God's sake not again, but but social media and things are so busy that I can post something about doing this this podcast for example and three people would see it depending on the time of day and how many yeah. times it was tweeted you know there's just the signal boost you just need to kind of to cut through any of the noise you just kind of got to keep doing it and it just kind of lead need to leave a level of dignity at the door <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think that for myself i mean when i'm looking through my twitter feed i get when i'm scrolling down and through uh, the timeline i get to about 45 minutes um, history, maybe an hour, and then I start from the top again. And it's if I'm rolling through anything. Uh, so if it's in an hour window, if I don't, if I, I don't see it, 
Um, yeah. There was so there was something this morning where uh, someone was telling me about, um, or someone mentioned about a podcast that uh, they listened to and was really good. Oh, I said I'm going to have to check that that podcast out. I've never even heard of it. At which point, the person who creates that podcast, who I've been following on Twitter for about three years, turned around and said, "Well, you've been a great follower. Thank you very much indeed." I went, oh, shit. Uh, "That's bollocks." No, no, but that's not shit. fair. You know, like I, I, I tweeted a Savage Town, sorry, a Savage Town trailer just before Bog Buddies came out because I had it made. It took a long time to get it together, and then it was together. And the uh, direction was, "Oh, can't wait for the book to come out." Been out for two years, you know. Yeah. But I can't, I can't be, you can't be annoyed with somebody who finds out about something for the first time. Because, yeah. like, I remember, and uh, uh, nothing against um, McKelvey, but I remember he was he was joking about how he got nominated for, like, Best Newcomer, and he'd been doing the, you know, work for years. And, I mean, I laughed, too, because it's ridiculous. He's been cutting comics for ages. But, you know, if there's more people finding out about you for the first time, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, uh, Sean finding Thomas. out about you. Yeah. Sean Thomas is uh, commenting, they're selling yourself because you believe in your art and stories, and then they're selling yourself like Rob Liefeld. I think 99% of creators fall into the former group. Um, uh, yeah. It's a that's, that's valid... That's a, yeah, it's a whole he believes in his work? Yeah. yeah. I, I, do, I do need to go, though. Um, no, I, yeah, I know so that you I have apologize. to disappear. Declan, it's yeah, been a pleasure yeah. talking can, to you. Can, sir. can you just like can you leave the can you leave the cam on and we'll just have the room? Uh, no, because I I'm have, wearing have sweatpants. Have you got a cutout that you can no, just put, leave in? No, I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants and I need to put on actual trousers because I'm going to leave the house, which isn't much of a problem these days. <laughs> so I don't think you need to see that. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go. Take get off. Uh, Declan, I'll it's been a guys. pleasure. Uh, take care. Look after yourself. Uh, all the best. Oh, you, you too. Thanks for having me. And I'll I'll catch up with you soon, Alex. Nice that, was, that, was you. that was you, Alex. Enjoy, you. enjoy outside. <laughs> and away he goes. So there you go. Um, I mean, we'll try and get Declan back on. I've got a whole shopping list of stuff that I was going to get into. Um, but um, we've, okay. we've been having a great we No, we've been having a great chat, and it's been good to kind of uh, have one of these where it is a case of, um, I mean, I wanted to get into conventions. I mean, <laughs> I know I started this podcast, this live stream, to talk about Comic-Con news. And when um, the lockdown happened and the conventions disappeared, um, the, the idea was it was for the convention family to come together on a Wednesday and a Sunday to kind of like celebrate these events that we go, went to and the talent that we saw. And the lack of conversation about conventions we've had on this podcast has been um, quite impressive, um, considering that, you know, people like yourself, I'm certain that you had a whole bunch of conventions that perhaps you were going to be attending this year that are now absolutely off the cards. I mean, what shows were you lined up for, for 2020? Uh, Emerald city. Uh, I was, I was gonna, I was going to apply for New York because I just do New York every year. Um, hey, it's, I was actually it's still going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hmm. uh, so, uh, Thought Bubble, which is still very much in play, as I understand it. Yeah. Um, uh, I was, I was, I was making sort of tentative. This was sort of early March. Uh, I was making sort of tentative inquiries about sort of San Diego, just because. Um, I, I you're in, you're in not, Maine not, now, sir. No, 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 yes. no. I mean, if, uh, no, no. I mean, it, it just it, it, you know, in, in, you know, full disclosure. I mean, 
um, you know, uh, New, uh, New York, I go to uh, nominally to, you know, at least try and sort of talk to Marvel. Uh, but I, I figured, you know, Sandy, rightly or wrongly, you know, San Diego is where I should go. I mean, if I want to sort of talk to DC, I mean, I know yep. that there's a lot of sort of, you know, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not stuck in either coast. Just seemed like a sort of pragmatic move. I'm really curious to know how many creatives are going to want to actively talk to DC now. Um, because it, I mean, part of the com one of the conversation I was going to go, go into was the fact that it does feel like DC are going to contribute to the extinction of the floppy, uh, the the single trade issue, uh, the single issue, um, yeah. with the decision that they've made with their new distribution model. Uh, they're definitely aiming for um, book retailers for trade paperbacks the the it the the way that it's going to get priced to get books into stores is just going to make it very difficult for retailers to put dc on the shelf so it's just going to be that's going to be so i'm really curious to know what the relationship between creatives and dc is going to be like now uh, uh, if that makes I wish any sense could, i wish i could tell you absolutely i mean uh, it's, it's, yeah you know, I mean, I've I've done a little bit of work for Marvel, but I've never done anything for for DC. Um, yeah. I mean, I have I have friends who are working for them now. I have friends who are very happy working for them now. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not at liberty to say too much. Okay. Um, well, we'll, tell you, we'll we'll move no, no, away no, no, from no, that. No, 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 no. But I, I, I will I will I will say this. I mean, I I think. Um, the, a lot of smart people work for that company. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, don't, don't take any of this to the bank, but you know, they're not going to leave money on the table. No. I so, mean, I, I personally don't, believe yeah, that, Maybe yes, don't make too many kind of premature. No, well, know. that's the, that's the thing. I mean, we're doing, uh, I'm doing a podcast with two guys, uh, which is Mike Avelia from uh, sci-fi wire who really knows his shit. Um, and uh, in terms of the industry and the ins and outs, and also uh, Russ Burlingham, who also knows the industry very well. And we kind of had that conversation because it was the last weekend of last month when we did it. We're doing another one at the end of this month. And we agreed then that everything that had happened when we, last, when we spoke on that last episode, the world changed in a week. The world changed in two weeks. Everything was just moving so fast. And the reason why I've agreed to have them back on after a month is because everything has changed again in a month. Everything yeah. is just, everything's just happening so fast. And yeah, you're right. I mean, I, you, the decision was made by DC, what, um, Friday last. What, how the, how the cards are going to fall on that. We're going to see in two weeks, two months, except down the line. I, yeah. Okay. I, I, I totally agree what you're saying. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a funny thing because, you know, I mean, end of February, you know, as, as you said, you know, Deck and I were, you know, and I was there with Ram and Dan and Ryan, um, you know, Comics Pro in Portland. You know, we, we, we were in a we were in a convention center with where we, you know, we were in a hotel with, um, you know, the majority of, of U.S. retailers, you know, sort of peddling our wares. Um, and, 
you know, there was no sort of inkling at the time, you know, I mean, you know, COVID was sort of a twinkle in, you know, a, a, um, you know, a twinkle in the milkman's eye. In the, yeah, um, in the BBC News eye, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, uh, we had no idea it was going to be like this. But um, uh, it's, it was interesting because, you know, speaking to the, you know, I'm still in contact with a lot of those guys, you know, yeah. and, and I think it's, it's just a case of, um, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. Um, the, the medium will be, will be fine. The medium yeah. will be fine. Um, and if the direct market, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, by the way, I'm talking absolutely out of my ear here. This is not, this is not inside track or anything. This is just a, a, my suspicion. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if, if there's a vacuum there, then maybe the direct market will become a substrate for something else. Um, I mean, I think the, the, the big worry I have is, um, you know, if, as seems to be the case, we are sort of plunging headlong into a global depression, um, or at least a Western depression, what sort of discretionary spending power are people going to have after this? Yeah. Um, which suggests to me that, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people were doing otherwise beforehand, but you know, if, 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 if people don't have as much money, if they don't have as much disposable income, you know, it, I mean, it did before, by the way, I'm, I'm not saying it didn't, but you know, whatever you're putting out there, you know, nobody can kind of, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I mean, I know I'm sort of backtracking constantly. I'm backpedaling furiously here, but um, we can't, none of us can sort of rest on our laurels, you know, because no. people are going to be making, if they can afford to get sort of two or three comics a week where they were getting 10, um, then, you know, yours had better be good. Yeah. You know? I think we're actually going to be seeing people, instead of buying 10 comics a week, you're going to be seeing people buying two trades a month and maybe three or four issues. I think everything's going to start moving towards the trades because of the way that people are going to be a lot more selective about what they're reading, which is why I'm really, well, I mean, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up, this topic up very quickly uh, because it's a, it's something that we could go no it's, it's in fine it's fine because uh, uh, I, 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 I don't I have an inside quick, track that's all no you know I, it's like i say the, the way that um the the decision that D dc has made and the way that i think the landscape is going to change i think we're going to see a lot more people being very selective about the books they buy and they're going to want a complete story which would have been six issues in a trade paperback so you're going to see a lot of like you say with the uh, deck with bog bodies, uh, one and done's very kind of um, long form stories in single volumes. I think I think the the, the dynamic of what um, people are going to be buying is going to be slightly different. Um, in a, the creative side, and this is I think we'll we'll do this, and then we'll let you get off and enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, in terms of the the, the lockdown, um, it's something which. I mean, it's obvious from conversation with yourself, it's in, obvious with conversation with anybody and everybody that this has had a real psychological impact, um, either for uh, the better or um, for, as a hindrance, because some people have taken the lockdown and taken the, the, the pressure and 
grown from it and developed and uh, real, really kind of become very creative. I mean, the, the uh, example that I always go to is Rachel Smith uh, with mm. her quarantine comics. Uh, the, the, what she has done off springboarded off this terrible situation we're all in is um, inspiring. For yourself, I mean, obviously it's going to make a marked impression on your writing. Um, I, I'm assuming that's the case. Is it something that you feel is going to happen naturally? Or is it something you just you're going to go? I've got to. I've got to talk about this. I've got to get this out in my writing. Um, I think. I mean, I, I think it's kind of unavoidable, but yeah. I, I think it's going to do so. The best examples, and don't quote me on this, but this is my feeling. Um, I think the best examples will address it obliquely, um, and I think you'll see them in a couple. You know, I think I think you'll see them in a couple of years, um, because again, you know, there's the sort of it's also still what, ongoing. What, like what what Rachel's doing, right? What Rachel's doing is the punk rock approach, right? Which is input, and you you don't process it. And by the way, I'm not using that as a term of opprobrium at all. It's, you know, the, the, a visceral reaction to something has tremendous value because, yeah. you know, it's, it's, the, it's the diary of Samuel Pepys. It's, you know, that's how we know what it was like in the plague year, right? Um, so that has tremendous value. Uh, but I think you'll start to see, you'll, you'll, so you'll get those sort of reactions, which are very um, immediate, visceral, um, and in some cases hard to read. And I think in a few years, you will start to see more sort of allegorical or symbolic renderings of what's happened. Um, you know, I mean, I was sort of, I was joking with my, um, with my agent the other day. I said, oh, you know, you just know that, like I, I said, you know, I said, how many pitches are floating around in Hollywood at the moment of, you know, a lovelorn guy who lives in an apartment block that's, you know, facing another apartment block and, you know, he can only communicate with the girl in the flat opposite with the music of Rod Stewart. And he, and, and he, he just said to me up front, he said, you would not believe, you know, the, the number of like, you know, lockdown rom-coms that have already been pitched. And it's like, I mean, fine, fine. But we, you know, I think, you know, what Ram said, you know, start with me, you know, we don't know what this means yet. We don't know what this means. You know, this is, we're all living through something that has never happened before. I mean, we've yeah. had pandemics before, but we've never had, we've never had a lockdown uh, on, a global this, scale. on a global scale with it, but also with this kind of weird technological capability where we're not just kind of exchanging letters. Um, so we don't really know what this is going to do to us sort of psychologically. Um, I mean, all I can say is, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm allowing it. I'm allowing it to rewrite things that are that are mid-flight, right? So that's, like that's, got, where I was, oh, that's what I was going to yeah, ask as well. So I've got, I've got a vault book at the moment. I'm doing called Giga, and I'm still writing it. Um, and um, it has certainly uh, buckled the track on that. I mean, in a positive way, I would say. Um, and also, I mean, I'm doing. Um, I'll tell you what. Go for it. I won't, I won't 
ash can here um, hey. of a book that I've just that I've done for TKO. Um, that's just oh been, right, excellent. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's just no, been, no, no, like I knew that. What, what am I on about? I knew that you were doing something for TKO. Yeah, um, which is going to be part of their sort of wave. And um, I mean, in in a funny way, I mean, it was already uh, sort of mid-flight. Um, but um, uh, sorry, I, I, you know, some of the. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't buckle the rail really because I. I mean, I'm not saying I'm sort of you know uncannily prescient or anything, <laughs> but you know, I did have a feeling that something sort of pretty nasty was coming down the pike. I mean, not to this extent, but yeah. Um, but it certainly allowed me to sort of dig a little bit deeper, I'd say. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, what I'm, I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing a, a movie screenplay at the moment. Um, well, I mean, and, this was this was going to be the question to kind of. Uh, to uh, let you get off and do what you're doing. Oh, sorry. If you can, if you know, if you can, let us know what you're you're, you're kind of up to and what you're uh, what's next. Oh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. By the way, I, that, that wasn't that wasn't a here's a here's my wares. I mean, I was just you know. <laughs> no, it, it was kind. It was kind of for myself because we usually try and keep this to an hour. <laughs> um, no, don't worry about it. I'll wrap it up. You're I interesting. Apologize. You're an listen. You're an interesting guy. I want to talk to you, and we'll keep going. And <laughs> <laughs> have you have you had your dinner yet, man? Hey, have you had your dinner? No. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So, so I have, um, yeah, I've got, um, I, I've got a book coming out as part of wave three of TKOs really. I think that'll be coming out late July. Yeah. Um, and, um, that's my, it's, it's my first sort of pure horror book, um, oh, which wow. I'm very excited about. Cause I mean, the funny thing is, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm, people who know my work tend to associate with me with sort of high concept, um, uh, sort of, uh, high five futurism. Yeah. Yeah. Hard SF. Um, but, but I've always, I've always thought of myself as a horror writer. It's just none of my horror pictures ever got picked up. It was always the sort of the SF one that got picked up. So this is the first, this is the first horror book I've done. And this is the one where I'm sort of most at my most comfortable. What's the name Um, of that again? I can't say yet. Ah, Uh, right. Okay. But it, but it, it will be uh, T, TKO. You know, they, they 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 do an annual release where they bring out you know four series at once in one bundle. Uh, very excited to work with them. Um, and uh, uh, the the artist on that is Neil Vendrell, who did Shirtless Bear Fighter um, at Image. Ah, yes, he's yeah he's he's pushing himself into some very interesting areas. And I, I'll tell you as well, the the colorist is Julia Brusco. Uh, who uh, I mean, I mean, a, 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 Big a very long, very storied career. But you know, I think the most recent was the Goddamned. Um, but just working with Julia is just, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> um, uh, and and got Ryan, Ryan Ferrier is lettering it as well, which is great yeah. because it's another. It, I mean, really, when you've got Ryan lettering it, it's another layer of editorial because Ryan's a wonderful writer in his own right. So you know, he'll just sort of pull me up and just go, well, you know, that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe you might want to tweak that, mate. Um, the other thing I've got, I've got a book coming out through Vault. I think, I think, I think it drops in October uh, called Giga. Uh, and I'm doing that with an article, John Lee. And I'm very lucky to have um, as my colorist, um, uh, my colorist, our colorist, uh, Rashan Kachiriano, um, who is just an extraordinary talent. Uh, and on and letter uh, lettered by Aditya Bidikar, uh, great Aditya Bidikar. Yep. Um, and uh, that is 
I can tell you a bit more about that. That's because um, you know there's some promo stuff out there. That it's it's um it's a murder mystery set in a city composed entirely of giant robots. So the idea is that you know the, these these giant these giant sort of mechs have had a, this big war for centuries, and then they just stop. And they lie dormant for decades until eventually human beings do what human beings do. And in the absence of building new cities, they just tunnel into these robots and just live in them. Yeah. Um, and a religion sort of springs up around them. Um, and, um, you know, you end up with this sort of uh, uh, clerical class of sort of engineer priests called the Order of the Red Relay who have their own Bible called the Book of Assembly, which is sort of half Bible, half Haynes Manual. Um, don't don't and, take this the wrong way. That to me sounds like an Alex Pagnadel book. I mean, I know you're saying that um, you, you. You're describing this book, and I'm going, that sounds like an Alex Pagnadel book. <laughs> no, look, I mean, you know, uh, I'm, I, I'm very, very comfortable in the genre. I like working in the genre. I have other, I have other pitches ready to go that are in the genre. Um, I, um, and I certainly, I, I, you know, I grew up with, you know, I grew up in a hard SF household. You know, my dad's, my dad's a big, a big, a big SF guy. Um, but I mean, for some reason, I, it's not that it's not that horror stretches me less because I try, I try to stretch myself from where I'm doing. Um, but uh, I think the concepts, I, I was fine with sort of the SF stuff that it takes me longer to tease out story than it does if i'm i mean if nothing else because i think with 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 horror um it's visceral it's well also it it cuts to the bone it cuts to the bone but 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 also you're you know you need to know the backstory but it's not as dependent on you're not necessarily trying to build a sort of functional the world building is about what you withhold it's not about what you reveal yeah. so i mean one of the reasons why you know i mean i'm, I'm sort of talking to a n pro writer about you know when, when i when i just seen prometheus and i said you know let's, you know it was beautiful it's absolutely beautiful film but it just did it, it didn't work for me and i didn't know why and i was speaking to this pro comics pro about it and they said uh, oh it's because knowing where the xenomorph comes from renders it intrinsically less frightening the more you the more you know about the alien it's just diminishing returns. The more you learn about it, the less frightening it is. You know, yeah. in, in Alien, it's just this thing. And every time you think you know what it is, it changes. Oh, well, it's the, it's the egg. So the egg's the scary thing. Oh, no, it's the thing that comes out of the egg. That's the scary thing. Oh, no, it's this little thing that's come out of this guy's chest. That's the scary thing. Every time you think you know what it is, it changes. Um, whereas, you know, with every successive, you know, addition to the canon, more is revealed and the scares, you know, are diminished yeah um and i think that that's the real sort of that's the really interesting thing about horror is you know the you know atmosphere is created it doesn't mean that you can't be visceral it doesn't mean you can't be bloody as hell yeah. you know i'm a huge cronenberg fan but um horror i think stems in the main from what you withhold it's not what you with with what, what you reveal whereas when you're dealing with hard sf yeah. it kind of all has to be out on the table you know yeah i i, I agree um it's kind of reminding me. I mean, you I, I, you were talking there, and there was a whole bunch of uh, examples rattling on in my head. Um, Hannibal Lecter. The more books you have about mm. him, the more you know about what's going on. 
you just it just gets diminished and the, yeah, the, the whole if, if he's just a force of nature yeah absolutely uh with alien yeah. um it's not the alien that's the it's scary it's the what's a, what's in the shadows scary yeah. that's what's yeah and um yeah i was re-watching um uh, the uh, history of um history of video games by charlie mm. brooker on youtube and talking about doom the the mon the imps aren't scary the monsters aren't scary the lighting is scary the yeah. noises in the back of the somewhere else is scary that's what that's where I, I, yeah it's a different it's that's a different skill set to create that 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 kind of uh, temperament that kind of world absolutely um sean one, thomas one has quickly thing. dived in oh, oh, go on. oh sorry um, uh, no, this is, um with oh, agree with alex on the horror thing hitchcock's the birds for example Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you found out why the birds were attacking, who gives a shit? Well, and, and I think, but we're we're sort of in a climate, aren't we? Where I mean, I, I often wonder about this as well because you know the um, I, I talk about this with the white noise guys quite a bit actually. The the, the the sort of obsession with origins is is interesting, you know, because there, there's a lot of it now. You know, it's um um that that mythologies kind of have to be kind of additive. I mean, I remember when, and but by the way, like, I mean, for the record, I enjoyed the movie. Um, th th this isn't a kind of criticism, but I, re I remember when um, when Solo was announced, right? Yeah. Um, uh, a good friend of mine just went, "Oh God, they're going to do the Kessel Run," <laughs> and and it really kind of because it's the, it's that thing of um, you know, you whatever the source material is, um. It seemed like every kind of every sort of throwaway line, every throwaway detail becomes sort of fodder for further sort of mythological kind of exploration. Um, and it, like as I said, like I enjoyed the movie, but like it didn't need to be the Kessel Run because it's still a kind of yeah. shrinking universe. Ultimately, yeah. it's still you know here's this one sort of mother text, but you know absolutely every line is kind of being passed and sort of explored for kind of further kind of exploration whereas i think what what you know what kieran did you know with dr afra what kieran decided with dr afra that is that's not additive you know i mean or, or rather that's that's purely additive in the sense that it's not strip mining the original material it is truly additive yeah it's taking that and going well here's a substrate and i'm going to build a completely new structure on it rather than just sort of you know building something out of you know the old structure yeah uh, I agree. Um, I, for me, Doc, uh, Dr. Afro was the best thing that came out of the Marvel Star Wars run. Uh, mm. Although I did, I really liked um, Kieran's um, first, uh, that um, uh, Darth Vader arc was just <laughs> astonishing. But there we go. Um, well, I was going to go into something there. Uh, yeah, with, with Solo, it, it, I, I, like yourself, I really enjoyed the film. I enjoyed. <laughs> Some of the characters that I wanted to spend more time with. Um, there are several lit characters in there which I think were wasted. Uh, that You really wanted to know more about them, and uh, they, they just kind of got thrown away a little bit. Um, for me, that final shot just summed it all up, that did you really create an entire film just so that you had a pair of dangly dice that would then be an icon which Luke would give to Leia at the end of... Um, uh, um, Force, not uh, not Force Awakens, at Last Jedi. 
Is that really what you did? You created it. You did. You released a film just so Luke would then pass Leia these dice things, which had never showed up before. What the hell? That that's really what you did, and I I I, I felt slightly conned there. But there we go. Well, it's it, it's funny, isn't it? Because the the you know you look back, and I mean, there was there was a whole kind of Guardian article on 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 shrinking universes a while ago um, that is really interesting you know they're saying that you know the the reveal at the end of sorry we're getting into star wars long grass now but like you know the the reveal at the end of empire right at the time was absolutely i mean i you know i mean i wasn't alive when that came out so i have no idea oh. what kind of impact it had. Ow. sorry no come on oh. but but um that hurt but I, no 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 come on uh, i'm 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 methuselah but um, but I, you know, but so I have no idea what impact that had. But my understanding is that that huge. kind of hadn't happened. Before. This, you know, oh God, their father and son. Shit. It um, was up there. It was. Uh, it was for me at, at that period. It was Spock dying, and that reveal. Those two flipped my shit. Well, I would. Did I mean? I wonder. I mean, and, and this this will be out of your out of your sort of experience but i wonder if it had the same sort of did it have did it have the same sort of holy shit factor as you know like for you know the reveal at the end of planet of the apes i wonder yeah. you know that kind of <gasps> yeah um you know um whereas but 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 what this piece was saying i mean i forget who wrote it but um they're saying that you know that what what was revolutionary became of uh blockbuster vernacular yeah this idea that all of a sudden you know everybody has to be related um and so you end up with this very contrived thing if you think about it which is that you have these very very broad canvas uh these very very broad canvases that are the kind of staple of blockbuster entertainment uh, but then within that you have this they call it like the shrinking universe effect which i think is a really sort of apposite kind of term which is that you know all of a sudden against this kind of epic canvas you're you're actually relying on this sort of cascade of of coincidences where actually is oh well this guy was this guy's dad all along and it's you know well then this person just happened to be on the planet at the same time it's it's a galaxy man like what are the you know i mean you can you know i mean star wars has the ultimate get out of course which is force um but the others don't you know yeah um and yet you know you still have and and so I think if we can kind of get away from, I mean, one of the, it's one of the, like the, um, when, when, um, when Sony rebooted Spider-Man under the Marvel umbrella, I, I had so much respect for them for not doing another origin. You know, no. I mean, I, I don't know whether that was Sony or Feige, but just, you know, look, we all know where Spider-Man comes from and go. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was, it was interesting that um, that happened um, around the same time as Batman v Superman, um, I think. Well, I think Batman v Superman came first, um, and it started with the uh, death of the Waynes again. And all I just went, we're gonna, we are, we are actually gonna watch this shit again. We're actually gonna go through this trauma again of seeing t a family being killed. And then with Spider Man, you had jack shit. <laughs> you had literally no origin story under this new umbrella because we knew it, and yeah. they, 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 
when people ask me about it's what the, 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 two, the, two, the two approaches between Marvel and DC, that's it. That's the example I, tr I roll out because there's either um, respect for your audience to know or at least let them understand that it's not necessarily important. It's the journey. It's what happens from this step onwards. You don't necessarily always have to just keep reliving that that story when we know it. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But there we go. Um, I mean, for the record, look, by the way, I mean, you know, I, I enjoy Batman v Superman tremendously. Um, but I, I do... I do wonder to what extent, like, yeah, yeah, again, we all kind of know where Batman comes from. It's, it's, it's pretty much, you know, we imbibe it at the same time as we imbibe sort of formula milk. It's just one of those, yeah. you know, when you're dealing with sort of iconic sort of pop culture figures like that. Um, but I, I often wonder as well, cause I mean, you know, even sort of back in the sixties, right. I mean, Please correct me if I'm wrong, but am I right in thinking that Doctor Strange, you didn't get Doctor Strange's origin for like quite a while Nope. when he was introduced in the books? And it was just, yep. it's just this dude that does magic. Fantastic um, Four. Fantastic Four, as far as I'm aware, you pretty much launched into it and they kind of discovered the, the origin about three or four issues in. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. I think that there's something to withholding um and i i tell you where i'm sorry we've gone on to a big ramble but um most you know, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna shut you down in five minutes <laughs> that's fine yeah yeah um but what you know what what marvel did with wolverine um i think you know they had 25 years of just giving you nothing mm. you know apart from that barry windsor smith mini which is just one of the best things Marvel have ever released. Yep. Um, you know, that Weapon X series in Marvel Comics Presents is just, I, I, you know, I've, I've got it up, I've got it up there now. Like, it, I mean, my God, it's beautiful. But, um, but they just gave you nothing. And, and, and the more nothing they gave you, the more compelling the character became. Because all you need to know is that he's just, he's just a Ronin. He's just a masterless samurai. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of my favourite X-Men characters is Legion. And you I, you got nothing about that character for about six issues, six, seven issues. You just knew that there was this, this gathering storm in the background that was just ready to kind of cut loose. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Listen, we could just carry on going and carry on talking, and I'd, 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 I'd love to. Um, this has been an epic one. This is we've done two epic ones. Uh, this particular run of shows, we uh, had um, Donny Cates and uh, Megan on, and we did a two-hour thing there. It was great. Likewise with yourself and Declan to just kind of really get into some create. I mean, we've had uh, two totally different types of conversation, which has been great. A, a sense of uh, creativity, all sorts of stuff. I, I, I've really enjoyed it, and thank you so Is much you, indeed. May, may, may I actually may I hustle one thing? Yeah, go for it. Of course. Um, okay, so very quickly, um, uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel's event, uh, Empire event, uh, which I believe Empire. begins Empire. Uh, Empire. Which I believe it, it derives from Empyrean rather than... I believe uh, so, yeah. Empyrean, it's, yeah. It's, it's the Fantastic um, Four Avengers. Avengers, is it? Yeah. 
Um, anyway, um, uh, Al Ewing very kindly invited me to contribute a couple of one shots uh, to that. So uh, in August, I have um, two 30 uh, page bumper uh, Empire tie ins. Um, and I'd, I'd say that, you know, people are people ask, well, you know, how essential are they? Um, and I can't give too much away, but they're actually they're pretty essential. Um, and they, they, they have me the a... words Alex Packnadel on the cover. Therefore, they are essential. Um, but I'm very, very proud of them. And um, the the uh, you know, I worked with some. I worked with uh, Thomas Natchlik and Alex Linz, two phenomenal artists uh, on on those. Um, and um, some spectacular editors, Darren Shan and Lauren Amara, Amara Marvel, uh, both of whom uh, gave me um all the kind of tools i needed to kind of craft some some really really good stories so i've got two there's um uh there's a series called lords of empire uh, i think it's three issues the first is uh chip zadarsky's uh emperor hulkling yeah uh, and then my two are uh celestial messiah uh and and the swordsman who's you know an old an old avengers character um and um yeah they're I, I'd, I'd appreciate it if, if people kind of gave them a look because uh, I think um, I, I don't say this lightly. It's I think it's I think it's actually some of the best work. Um, wow. So yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, I, it, yeah. Was, it was. It, this was what I was going to be. This is in the list of stuff that I was going to talk to you about because I was going to talk about Empire. I was going to ask about how much leeway you'd been given because uh, I've I've heard before when it comes to the big overarching stuff and when it comes to the uh, the kind of the incidental um issues um especially when it comes to al um he he gives everyone some real leeway to be very creative um and really kind of have their own sense of story um i mean, I mean I i'll tell I, you I was, yeah I, I, you know, I, I was pretty much given a title and a almost three word brief. Um, everything else was pretty much up to me. I mean, as long as, by the way, you know, as long as long as I sort of ran it past Al first. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure I sort of did his head in. But, you know, I was I was I was ringing him up um, uh, sort of every other week, just kind of, you know, do you think I should do this? And and bless him you know he 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 took it very well i mean i was just a little bit nervous just because it's you know it's my first marvel work yeah. um but you know he he sort of he sort of believed in me sort of sufficiently to kind of vouch for me with those guys uh, and when it when the time actually came to sort of working on the books themselves i mean without sort of getting into it, it it's a funny thing and th this is by the way this isn't to sort of disparage any any other publisher i've worked with um, it's just a very different experience, but my God, that is, I mean, you know, I hope I get to work with them again. I hope I get to work with everybody, but, yeah. um, that is a slick engine, my friend, Marvel, <laughs> my, no, my God, that is, that, that is an efficient, I, and, and, and I, I'm, way, I'm, I think, I I'm, I'm thinking back to a conversation you and I had at Lakes International Comic Art Festival, about maybe four years ago, uh, where we were just talking, walking around. Is this around, incriminating? Did I say it anything is incriminating? Horrible? It is incriminating because you turned around and said, "You know what? I'm okay with telling my own stories. I don't necessarily feel I <laughs> need to work for DC or Marvel. I don't feel I need to." 
At which point I went, dude, it's almost inevitable because of the quality of the work you're putting out. And here we are. And I feel vindicated, so deal with it. It's Thank as you. simple no, as I that. But but gen genuinely, Len, like, I mean, sorry, no, but um, the um, there is absolutely, and I, and I mean this as a compliment, like, I mean, I've never known anything, there is absolutely zero fat on that operation. And I don't mean that, And but not to, but not to the detriment of creativity either. You know, they give you, you know, just, I mean, I don't know whether it's the team that I was working with, but, you know, they absolutely, you know, here's a platform to kind of do your own thing. Um, and then kind of from that point on, it's weird. It's just sort of sort of silver surface, silver service, silver surfer, silver service. Have you just dropped to the next book you're doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Donnie, you kill me. But um, no, no, but just just in terms of, like I said, just 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 the, 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 the slickness of the operation. You know, it's um, I mean, like I said, I, mean, I haven't worked at DC. I'm sure it's the same there. But I was just absolutely kind of taken aback by just how kind of um, how they can manage to do that so efficiently without any sort of diminution of kind of quality of product. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it, it, whatever you think it is kind of working for them, it's not that. It's, you know, of course, you know, they're a business, right? Um, but it's absolutely, it's a machine that's kind of designed to get you to do your best. Um, which I, yeah, which, you know, it was just, it was just great. It was great. Cool. Well, uh, and I think, for, I think I, it shows in the work. I'm looking forward to reading them. Um, I like, I, like I said earlier, it's not something, uh, the superhero genre for me isn't the books I'm reading at the moment. I'm reading, um, off book. I'm reading a lot of image. I'm reading a lot of creator owned. I'm kind of, it's not something that I'm now, it's not a focus of mine anymore, but it's something that I keep a close eye on just in case. If anything, I think the event um, comic era is something that has kind of disillusioned me because I think there has been a lot of wasted opportunities, but I'm hoping right. for uh, hoping for Empire. I'm, I, I'll, I'll always root for um, uh, efforts by good creators, and that's where that's where I am. Um, we've got Sean Thomas with I think one last uh, comment, and this is um, harking back to the uh, the conversation we had about origin and about um, world mm. building and having to fill in all the gaps. And he finishes with this: "Dude does magic. It saves a huge page count saver on the Doctor Strange <laughs> origin issue. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's the way it works. So there we go. Listen." Alex, thank you so much indeed for coming on and Here's talking them. to us. It's like I say, it's been a very, it's an extended episode, but it's always a pleasure. Um, and we got into all sorts of stuff, and that's exactly what you want to do on this. Um, where can people find you online and follow what's uh, coming uh, down the line and find out more about Empire and the books you're doing? Oh, perfect. Thank you. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just uh, at Alex Packnadel. Uh, P A K N A D E L. Uh, I should have done that on the. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm going to put, yeah, like, put something up. Hang on, go on. Uh, go on. Uh, at Alex Patnadel on Twitter. Um, I also have a Facebook presence. Um, uh, I think I'm pretty personable. Um, uh, yeah. A little, uh, little bit of politics in there, but you know what? Uh, today, nowadays, who cares? Um, because it's, re it's required. Um, the, 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 these checks and balances need to happen from all corners. Uh, but yeah, there's. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm saying you know, I, I'm nothing wildly kind of controversial. No. Or, you know, I, I haven't got a tinfoil hat on. 
No, but, but um, you, you do keep your eye on the right targets. For me, um, you don't wander. That. You don't. You don't wander off into. You like you say into some real nonsense. You kind of keep your eye on the prize, and I, I've no problem with that. So there you go, yeah, Alex I mean, Patnadel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's sort of, I'd say it's, 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 a, it's a, I, I try and sort of maintain a balance. So like, I mean, you know, I do, I do, I do, I do sort of try and boost books that I think are sort of worth looking at. And by the way, I mean, I will, I would just say, I mean, you know, um, uh, just to add my sort of two penneth bog bodies is just fantastic. Um, I would check that out. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, it really is sort of a wonderful book. I, you know what? I, I was wanting to argue with Declan. Uh, because I'm sorry, but there are characters in there where you can just spin off. Um, I'm not going to say any more because it would be a spoiler for the, the book if you do get the chance to read it. Um, but there are, certainly at the back end, there are two or three characters that you could just, I mean, okay, there's a house. What's going on in the house? The people in, oh, oh you know what I mean? It, it could just keep going, man. But there we go. That, that's, 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 that's beside the point. But, right, but it, it's it, sometimes it's more poignant if you don't, you know. Sometimes you know you leave them wanting more. I don't know. I mean, they, well, okay, I wanted more. Right, I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Do check. Yeah, that's Bog Bodies by Declan. Um, it is a hell of a book. Um, do, do and the rest of the creative team have done stellar work on it. Mm. Alex, thank you so much indeed for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure well, for having me, man. Okay, um, and sorry, I'd sorry love to keep you past now. No worries. I'd love to keep. Well, I'd love to have you back on, and we'll do another one of these. But um, no, it's been it's been so much fun. Thank you so much indeed, man. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers for having me. Excellent stuff. stuff. Thank you. Bye. So there you go, Alex Patnadel. Do check out his books. Um, very much worthwhile uh, because uh, I think we've uh, discussed the man. He knows his onions, and he's he's very much a, a storyteller. Uh, I have been. Okay, I've been slightly hyperbolic, but you know what? I think the hyperbole is deserved and earned. But there we go. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're at two hours. Uh, I do something usually at the end of my show. Um, we usually do a um, artist of the day. I think I'll save that for uh, our Sunday show. Um, we are also going to be. Uh, I'll, I will do um, the spotlight on the uh, crowdfunding. The uh, the the creator owned. Uh, the efforts for creators to get books out uh, via a different model uh, and through um, crowdfunding. Uh, we'll do that in a second. Just a quick reminder as well about um, what's happening in terms of the next couple of episodes. Considering that, my God, um, we've finally got ourselves a couple of confirmed um, names which are finally going to be coming on. Uh, yes, Bill Sienkiewicz has agreed uh, on a date. He's going to be joining us on Wednesday, 24th of June. That is a show which I know I've said is an hour. I'm going to push that fucker as long as I can. I want to talk to that guy. So, yes, that's going to be cool. Uh, we're going to be doing a cross-podcast event, uh, which is the first for uh, our show, which is on Sunday the 21st of June. That's on uh, with the, the Con Guy, um, which is a podcast that's based out of the, uh, the States. A little bit of a slicker operation than uh, mine, but is very much about con uh, convention news and convention updates and uh, pop culture. We're going to do kind of like a cross-pollination uh, kind of thing. We're going to uh, uh, kind of broadcast on both channels. So it's going to be myself and the Con Guy channel. Uh, so that's going to be rather cool. And then, we, like I say, we're going to be having Russ Burlingame and Mike Avilia back on the show for Sunday the 28th. Uh, considering that um, the last time we had them on, we hadn't had riots in the streets yet. 
this the world is changing at such a breakneck speed. So we haven't had the DC announcement. We haven't seen the world changing. Almost uh, look, the, uh, we've been on for a couple of hours. I don't know. We probably had an alien invasion while I've been on the air, and I've missed it. It's just the way the, the world is at the moment. So there we go. Um, what I'm going to do now then is uh, talk about uh, a crowdfunding effort, which um, I am really going to be paying very close attention to because this looks damn cool. Um, this is something that's been put together by the um, the team that uh, – uh, let me just see if I can uh, find my uh, page here. It's – uh, from the guys that did All We Ever Wanted, which was uh, by a Wave Blue World, my signed copy is in there. I was going to bring it out, and I was going to uh, show you to the uh, the pages, because it's an anthology series, an anthology graphic novel. Um, it won awards, quite rightfully, um, for the entire team, edited by Matt Miner and Eric Palicki. Um, it's, it was an amazing book. Uh, this is kind of like a sequel to that. It's a follow-on uh, release uh, to this. It's called uh, Maybe Someday, uh, Stories of Promise, Visions of Hope. It's a full-color anthology, and it's currently going out on Kickstarter. Um, the creative team behind it is just astonishing, um, and the pages look absolutely incredible. Um, if I just uh, go full screen on this, so at least then you can kind of get the, uh, the sense of it. Um, many uh, creative team uh, people behind it, um, which, uh, I mean, if you just kind of go down the line, if I just uh, pull up the, uh, the, 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 the part of the, uh, the page, I mean, we'll, we'll just one more page uh, just to give you an idea of what is being put behind this uh, book. It just absolutely screams. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, it's just uh, an, an amazing-looking uh, uh, book. And um, if I just bring up the actual Kickstarter page, uh, it'll also uh, kind of give you a sense of uh, who's behind this thing because the, the, the talent uh, is just astonishing. Uh, Christopher Mitten uh, and Steve Niles are doing a story, uh, Michael Kupperman, uh, Sally James Johnson, Eric Palicki uh, are putting a, a story together. Aubrey Citizen is doing this uh, thing. Rod Rees and Matt Miner is going to be an amazing uh, combination. Emily Pearson, Daniel uh, Kibblesmith, um, Isaac Goodhart, Connor Goodson, I'm not familiar too much of um, their work, but uh, certainly Isaac Good, uh, Goodhart for uh, the Catwoman tale, just amazing. Um, Ethan Sachs and Jeff Edwards. Now also, Anthony Bresnikan, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, we've had him on. He's a writer for Entertainment Weekly. Um, very, very clever guy, um, but knows uh, finger on the pulse. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what uh, Anthony's going to bring to it. Tyler Chintana, uh, Joe Caramegna. Uh, uh, Zoe Thurgood uh, is going to be doing uh, some uh, book for this, uh, work for this. She's really a talent up and coming. Um, if there's, if Alex Pacnadel is the guy that has broken through into the mainstream, Zoe's the one that is just over his shoulder, all right? So she's on her way. Keep an eye on that name. Zoe Thurgood, Thurgood an amazing talent. Martin Simmons, uh, artist for um, uh, Friendo, which Alex wrote. Then, in fact, that's the picture from Alex right there. Also did work for Pugs Not Dead. Amazing. Uh, Natasha Alcerici as well. 
Joe Glass. It's just, it goes on and on and on. It's absolutely amazing. Mario Candelaria, another good friend of the podcast. Uh, great to see him being doing something. He's going to be tied up with uh, uh, Sean Daly. Uh, and also uh, Philip Seavey is doing it. Michael Marisi, another new talent which is coming through, did work on Wasted Space, and it was his birthday a couple of days ago. Happy birthday, Michael. Um, you've got uh, Max Bemis, Ren Famous as well, uh, who did Deadbeats, uh, who I'm a huge fan of online, and um, I will be a huge ally of Ren Famous till the day I die. Um, it's just an astonishing setup. Um, and, yeah, like I say, the, the actual... Um, uh, the team that they've pulled together for this is just uh, incredible. Maybe someday, stories of promise and visions of hope. At the moment, it is um, uh, 22 days to go. It's, um, I don't know the calculation there. I'm going to go with $20,000, uh, and they're currently around uh, $10,500. Um, it's, yeah, um, get on this train is what I'm pretty much saying because I think this is going to be one hell of a book. Do check that out. Dan Berry is uh, bringing something up. I'm going to have to uh, find out what this says. I, unfortunately, I can't click on that link. <laughs> um, ah, Sean Thomas um, is uh, saying uh, he will believe uh, that Bill Sinkevich will come on the show when I see him. If I could show you the tweets, he says that's when he's going to come on. I'm crossing my fingers, and I'll keep reminding him. Uh, Dan Barry Bresnikan is not with EW anymore. Correct. He's um, uh, he was dismissed uh, from the company, but the company let a whole bunch of writers go, and he was one of that team. Uh, but yeah, but he knows his stuff. He he worked with uh, Entertainment Weekly a lot, and he was one of that team that established Entertainment Weekly as the the pop culture news um, uh, <laughs> behemoth that he, that it is. But there we go. Um, one more time, if I could just bring up the... Um, in fact, I might just play the, the video for it as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think... I, what, what shall I do? What shall I do? I think I'm just going to show you very quickly again the uh, the, the, the tagline for this thing. Uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the address, kickstarter.com slash projects slash Tyna Chin Tana, who's one of the editors, slash maybe-someday. Get on board this train. It's going to be well worth. I think we'll finish the vi this particular broadcast with uh, the playing of the video because, um, yeah, I think it'd be worthwhile. That's about it. That's me. I mean, we're two hours in and we're done and dusted. I know that we've had issues with YouTube, so what I'm going to do is take this video and upload it to YouTube so people can watch it on there. If you are watching on YouTube, comment below. Um, like, subscribe. Uh, I'll sort out what the issue was with the uh, the the way that uh, it went out. I think I know what it was. Um, yeah, we'll see where we go. And I'm also going to chase this uh, story up as well. If you want to head to CBR, Comic Con at Home, SDCC replacement details. It looks like we've got some information about what Comic Con are up to uh, throughout the course of um, the, that week in July. I have something in mind, but I can't really say anything too much until I get guests confirmed and also I get the go-ahead from San Diego Comic-Con, Comic-Con International. I'm never going to tread on their toes. But I've got something in mind. Fingers crossed. So there we go. Um, I'm also going to be on air on uh, Monday, uh, where we're going to be doing the Tripwire Awards. That's actually going to be not on this channel. It's going to be on the Tripwire social media, so on their Twitter, on their YouTube, and on their Facebook. Um, it's where we're going to celebrate the best of um, basically the last couple of years 
if I can, over the last, last certainly the last, last year. Um, it's um, going to be a little bit later than when we'd usually broadcast. We'll be on air now, actually. Uh, so 12 midday, 3 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. GMT. Um, we are going to be celebrating some incredible talent uh, with uh, some awards. And we, I'm going to be booted and suited. Uh, and we're going to be having myself and Joel Meadows uh, basically handing out some awards. Uh, looking forward to the Tripwire Awards ceremony online. That's Monday, the 15th of June. So uh, not that long ago. Not, 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 not long to go. So next Monday. 12 midday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. GMT. Please do join us for that. Right. Um, this Sunday, at the moment, we don't have a guest nailed down. But if I find out more about what this business with Comic-Con at home is going to be, we may be talking about that a lot. So it may be an episode where we can just take stock, take a moment to breathe. So we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, it's been great to talk to two amazing creative talents. Uh, so thank you very much indeed to Declan Shelby and to Alex Packnadel for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to them. Um, do take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, I'm going to uh, play this video because I want you to find out more about Maybe Someday. It's something that we feel is worth your pennies if you can uh, donate and support. So please jump in and uh, support this particular Kickstarter. Do take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And from me to you, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Tyler, and this is Wendy Chintaner, a co-pilot in life as well as at Away the World. And this is our littlest one, Lucy. We're here in quarantine, making the best of it, to bring you our latest anthology, Maybe Someday, the sequel to All We Ever Wanted. Comics have always been at the forefront of imagining how the world can be. Now, more than ever, we need stories of hope to remind us that a brighter future is possible. Joining us once again are editors Matt Miner and Eric Kolicki, who've assembled a team of creators who are as talented and diverse as those who appeared in All We Ever Wanted. Ah, the drinks are here. So let's drink a toast to maybe someday so that we can imagine a better world and a better tomorrow. Cheers. And...